0: welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, here with Tyler Vo. What's going on, you guys? Waiting for Alan Jubon to join us in studio. Listen, people, you're an MMA fanatic and proud of it. You know all the fighters, you watch all the matches. You're listening to an MMA podcast right now. It's time to put your knowledge of the sport to the test at DraftKings.com, the exclusive daily fantasy sports partner of the UFC. At DraftKings, you can win huge cash prizes every time you play. Just select five fighters, stay under the salary cap, outscore your competition, you could be on your way for a massive payday. Score points for significant strikes, takedowns, advances, knockdowns, and more. These are the biggest daily fantasy MMA contests anywhere. And only DraftKings has them. Play to win your piece of the $1 billion in prizes DraftKings is giving away this year. Don't miss out. Call to action. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code ROASTED to play daily fantasy MMA for free. This weekend during UFC Fight Night. DraftKings.com, the official daily sports partner of the UFC. Enter "Roasted" to play for free now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, guys, fighters are really underpaid, and we can make a difference. Yes, we can throw money to the fighters for their performances. It's not charity. It's about pay for performance, rewarding fighters from exceptional performances. The majority of the fighters are not paid enough to call it a profession. You tip other people. You tip cabs, you tip strippers, you tip waitresses, you tip waiters. Look, it's easy, fast, safe. Takes less than a minute on their website. Fighters, you're in the cage anyway. You're fighting your ass off. Might as well make more money. So join Tip-A-Fighter. Go to tipafighter.com or at tipafighter. Also, American Icon Autographs. The A-I-A-S-E dot com. The best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events. They have signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE. Baseball, football, movies, everything else in between. Their past signings have included Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoys Gracie. They have the best signed collectibles. Trust me. Go to their website, find out who's signing next. Go check out their events, meet the celebrities, and build your man cave. Aiase dot com. Check them out. And also the guy Sean, he's a friend of mine. Really good dude. So I've had a uh, busy week, actually. I started my day pissed off because I told you I was getting this mole removed from my back of my face. It's like an ingrown hair slash mole. So I, I, I don't think I have Kaiser insurance. I don't think they're going to cover it, right? So I go to this like, dermatologist in Beverly Hills like, that I know about. Yeah. That was mistake number one. I get there. They're like, okay, it'll be $250 for the consultation, right? And then the guy's like, it'll be 250 to remove it. Okay, it's not bad. Whatever. It, yeah. is, it is what it is. I don't think Kaiser's going to – it's like, you know, it's uh, cosmetic. And then I'm like, they're like, you have to wear a Band-Aid for a week. If if you get it done, I'm yeah. shoot, I'm shooting all week, so I'm like I can't wear a Band-Aid. Yeah. So I walk out, they're like two fifty. I'm like for what? They're like well for the consultation. Anytime you walk into the room, it's two fifty dollars. Yeah. I go but you didn't do anything. They're like yeah but it's two hundred fifty dollars. I'm like well what about the next time I come in in December? because uh, that's what I could do it. They're like oh you have to pay another two fifty when you come back in. Yeah. I was like but I'm like can this count towards that? Oh we're not sure. We have to check with the doctor. Just, so I'm just – as that's where I'm just coming from. It was just annoying. Was just, I just threw out $50 and my fucking
2: – open my window, just toss it out. Dude, that's the worst. I, I've had a ton of dermatology stuff done too and it's – luckily for me, it's not cosmetic because I got some family history of like melanoma and stuff like that. Yeah. And I got tons of moles. So I had uh this guy – but I don't know if the guy that I went to is like – he's like good in the sense that he's like really aggressive. He's like – he he's like if he if he sees something that he's like a little bit sketchy about he'll be like oh let's take that off dude this guy has cut me to pieces man really dude I I, I mean if, I don't you've never seen him with my shirt off I got scars all over I've had so many this Ugh. dude but the same thing every time I go in there it's like you know a couple hundred bucks a visit Ugh. most of it's covered by insurance but dude I I look like I got like in like a Ugh. bar fight like I got stabbed like twenty times. Ridiculous, but I had a good week though. Uh, Thursday, after I had this show, I went to the
0: Laugh Factory. I hosted. Mm -hmm. It was funny because like it was packed. The one in Long Beach, which the place holds five hundred people. That's a so when when there's like twenty people, it's like sad, you know. But in this place, it was actually really crowded. And I'm on stage, and there's this old lady there. And I love messing with old people. I'm like, oh, you know, we should have sex. I'm like, who's your grandson? You know, and (laughs) I'm 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 gonna knock out these teeth. Just just whatever. But they're like, tonight we're gonna. I'm gonna break these hips. Tonight we're gonna party like it's 1949. Everyone's laughing. She's having a great time. So then I introduce the first comic. I, I got off stage. I come back on. She goes, "You're back again." <laughs> and then everyone just lost it. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'm back again." This, this is not Groundhog Day. I'm the yeah. host. Yeah. So then it was like that itself was funny. Then there was this like these uh, this uh, black guy and black girl so the next to other. So I'm like, "Are you guys dating?" And the guy's like, "That's my sister." he said it like in a real feminine way. Yeah. I'm like, and you're more feminine than she is. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, are you gay? He's like, I'm very gay. So I'm like, what's the difference between gay and very gay? He's like, man, I'm so gay. I'm selective with the cock. I suck. I was like, Jesus. So everyone is now losing it at this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, who's seen more cock? You or your sister? And she's like, oh, I have. Then they're arguing over who's seen more cock. It was just one of those oh, geez. shows that I came back. I did a show after that at the Ha Ha. That, that was fun. I and bet then- that old
2: lady seen more cock than the two of them.
0: Probably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what's the oldest
2: what's the oldest woman that you've ever hooked up with?
0: Uh when I was in my 20s, I
2: hooked up with a girl who was like 41 or 42. Yeah. Probably. Wow.
0: That was that was like for me it was like older. I mean yeah. now that would be me hooking up with like a But now you'd never you'd 51. never hook up
2: with a woman that
0: old. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Hell no. it's way too old. Uh <laughs> And there was this hot Filipino chick who had, like, implants. Just, just beautiful girl. And I, it was one of those things, like, at certain clubs, you know, you, you know, the more comfortable you're in a club, the more you'll hit on the crowd afterwards. Like, yeah. I'm at the haha all the time, second so hit on a crowd. It's like, But I'm not at the Laugh Factory that much. So you don't want – it's always weird being a comic hitting on the crowd. It's like a home game versus an away game. Yeah, exactly. Well, just after the show, it just seems like you're the guy who was paid to be there. You're the performer. You're still kind of putting that – in, in like that regard So if you hit on a girl In front of like Other audience members It's just kind of like yeah. It's like a continuation Of the show In yeah. some ways But she was She was smoking hot And she was like I thought you were the funniest I'm like thanks but she went to the bathroom With her friends I don't want to wait outside For her to come out of the bathroom Like I just left But I, I like left going uh, That girl was cute But plus I'm sort of like I'm starting to date this girl Like it's only been A couple dates We've had a couple dates But I, I do like this one girl I Actually she was sick This weekend So I brought her soup
2: Oh, uh, what a sweetheart.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to make her feel special, you know? There we're, you go. We're not at that situation where, like, I can call her my girlfriend or anything, but we're just we're sort of like hanging out. Yeah, you know? like, but
2: well, she's soup-worthy.
0: Definitely soup-worthy. The <laughs> girl's for girl's soup-worthy. That's a big deal, you
2: yeah. know? Um, and go on. I was just going to say, you had a huge weekend, dude, so you had the improv. Yeah, I did the
0: improv Friday night, uh, and I was shooting all day. I was shooting my TV show all day. I shot with Marina and with my dad. We did, like, so there was, like, tons of shooting, and it's, like... And then that night I did the improv and it was, it was packed. It was actually like I mean, wall to wall. They had to turn people away. It That's was awesome. fun. And it was a fun crowd. Like Marina came with her boyfriend. Um, and then this guy Barrett Blade, who used to be uh, married to Kirsten Price, who was one of the hosts of Night Calls back in my Playboy day. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's like shooting and directing porn. So he brought like 20 porn chicks. And, um and so that was just, they, they were good, and then Cleo came. Uh, the Rhonda aroused me. You weren't oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. Rhonda aroused me came, and uh, it was I funny. That one. I was funny one time. I, saw, I was thinking about this. It was one time I slept with a porn star a while back, and you know, it was one of those things where I didn't know if she was acting or not. You know, I was like, yeah. I mean, it was, she was like real loud in bed, and I was like, oh, I don't know if she's just doing this for me, because I always want to make a girl orgasm, especially the first time I have sex with her, because you want to come back. Yeah, you, know, you want to be invited back. Yeah, you know it's it's like a comedy club. It's like an audition in some ways. You don't wanna you don't wanna be like uh, you need you need work or you're too green or yeah come back
2: in a couple years. Yeah. We'll be in contact with you.
0: Yeah, don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> so uh, this girl was super loud, and then afterwards I was like, hey, did you were you did you really orgasm or were you faking it? And she was like, uh, oh, I'm not faking it. There 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 are no cameras around.
2: Yeah, I would I would think. <laughs> uh you know you never know i guess with with any of like a person but i would think that uh they spend so much time like kind of uh, doing that for business—that there'd be like when you're off the clock, you yeah. just kind of like do it for fun. I,
0: I could. She said there are no cameras around. I've never heard yeah. that before. But that was uh that So was, she
2: she uh, didn't know about the camera you had set up in the corner.
0: Exactly. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. That's like <laughs> a good tagline. I like it. Uh, but yeah, this is a while back though. This is a long time ago. Um. So yeah. So I don't even. That's the thing. Is like I used to work at Playboy. I was the warm up comedian for mm-hmm. night calls, which was like this like call in show. It was like ten. Girls, they would be scissoring each other. So you're like a comedy fluffer. I was a comedy fluffer, and it was the worst <laughs> job because they'd be like literally ten naked girls behind me, and I'd be going to the crowd, going, "Hey, where are you from? What do you do?" And people yeah. be like, no one even wanted to be seen there. Yeah, so and then and then I'm blocking the vision of ten naked chicks. Yeah. so it was just. But I was the only job I've ever showed up early for. I swear, I showed up an hour <laughs> yeah. early. Um, You're so dedicated, Adam. <laughs> so dedicated. So, yeah, so this girl Holly Mack came and, like, Britney, uh, Charlotte Cross and another girl named Brittany Amber. It was, like, this whole new crop of girls. What's funny, though, because, uh, like, I don't know the old girl. Like, the girls that – this is, like, ten years ago I worked at Night Calls. So all the girls that I know now are either out of the business, like they found Jesus, or, uh, or, they're, um, or they're, like, doing MILF porn. You know, yeah. they're like the hot moms. So like yeah. when, I, when, I, when I was when I knew them, they were barely legal. But now they're milfs. So they've they've <laughs> graduated. So funny. Ah. Um, yeah. So but that was fun. And then uh, Karen Bryant came with her husband Wade. I love seeing Karen. I that saw was, that picture. Yeah, that was awesome. She's so sweet. And then uh, it was fun because the last time I saw Karen was when we worked we had a show together. And then i got fired basically from the show I, i've seen it mm-hmm. once since then on fox sports i would be the, the tough talk mm-hmm. and that was that was a rough i mean they didn't want comedy there they didn't want to they, yeah. they want just straight tough talk uh, and then steve quadros came to the fight professor he mm-hmm. used to be the announcer for pride and this dude has so oh, yeah, m- yeah he's got so many great stories so we're gonna have him back he's in he's overseas now but as soon as he comes back we're gonna have him on the podcast because that dude he's he's a legend he's a super he's a legend steve quadros so that was pretty cool and then um so the yeah the the show itself went great. I fucking knocked it out of the park. Nice. I had a blast. I was um. Who opened for you? It was uh the who opened for me. Well, Lumpy was supposed to go on, but he missed his spot. He was outside eating tacos. This thirteen-year-old comic. So I had to bring him on after me. Yeah. Uh, ah. Before that, Jay Davis came on. Matt Taylor uh, was on the show. Brian Swinehart hosted. Um, this guy Leroy was on. It, it was a good. It was solid crowd. Solid comics. So um. So, yeah, so that was, uh, that was cool. So uh, it was great seeing everybody. Um, and then Saturday night, I did the, uh, the comedy store. It
2: was Halloween. It's always weird before we're going to Halloween. It's crazy. Like, I, the, first, uh, the first year I was da- uh, in Los Angeles, I did the comedy store on Halloween. It was nuts.
0: It was packed, it was actually. And there were a great crowd. It was me, Brian Cowan, Eliza Schlesinger were on the show. But it's funny because, like, normally you'd look in the crowd and someone's dressed like a pirate or something, and you fuck with them. Yeah. But on Halloween, people are actually dressed like pirates. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm like, the thing to do is not do crowd work now. Yeah. Because it's, it's Halloween. Yeah. But still, there were like two guys holding hands. There were gay guys. I'm like, well, wow, you guys really got in a costume. <laughs> like, there were, t- there were times I was really fucking with people. But, uh, but yeah, so that was, Halloween was fun. It was actually the best Halloween show I've ever done. And then last night, I did a show at the HaHa, ha, which was
2: fun. Uh, what about your your week? What's going on with you? Uh what did I do last week? Uh, my life is still a blur right now. I had a pretty low-key week. I went to like a Halloween party. Like it was probably uh, nothing like what you would do. There was no porn stars there. Uh, it was a Halloween party slash uh, gender reveal party for – I got a couple that's – they're expecting a baby. So oh. they uh, they brought this big balloon in and uh, they popped it and it was full of – their friend had brought it full of blue confetti. So they found out they were having a boy. So uh, that was the big excitement of the party. No, wow. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. P- people like – pretending to be excited for their friends having a boy or no Uh, Yeah. as opposed to a girl what what would
2: be the difference if it was a girl would people boo if it was a girl (laughs) that's so weird Um, maybe if it was in China or something like that they'd be disappointed no I don't know I mean that's the kind of parties you go to when you have kids dude (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wow. Apparently. I, I do not want to have kids. We brought our baby a Gender with us reveal there. party.
0: Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I thought maybe like... Which is
2: way different than a gender reveal party when you're 60 years old.
0: Yeah, I thought Caitlyn Jenner showed up or something. Yeah,
2: that would have been a different...
0: Gender reveal party. <laughs> By the way, uh, there was a guy on the news, if you watched it, you hear about that guy, he was doing 100 miles an hour. Yes. In Glendale. And he didn't have a seatbelt on. And he crashed and went all the way up to the
2: sign. Yeah, he was thrown from his vehicle, hit... Uh, a freeway overpass sign
0: yeah overpass sign and it was dead it was just hanging up there and I thought what they should have done is just change the sign and broke buckle up so then every time you're driving you could see a dead guy tell me that you wouldn't buckle up yeah Uh, honestly they should just have like whenever you die they should just leave you there
2: as an example to the rest of humanity yeah
0: exactly like if you smoke cigarettes and you die of cancer they should just leave you there and be like don't smoke (laughs) tell me that wouldn't be a good way to just no Andrew alright I'm telling you I think that would be a good thing (laughs) Uh, by the way, the Mets blew it. You know, everyone's saying how better of a team Kansas City was. I don't think they were that much better of a team. Here's why, people. Yes, they won. Okay. But the first game, they won in 15 innings. Right? Second game, they won. They blew us out. I'll get you that. The next game, the, uh, the Mets uh, the Mets won. No, then, the, then it was, uh, yeah, then, it, then the Mets won. So it was 2-1. Then they, the Mets were, were winning up until the eighth inning, and they blew a two-run lead. And then the next game, which was yesterday, they blew a two-run lead. In the ninth inning, okay? So, listen, it's not like they're that much better. We just fucked it up. Our pitching, our, our, our relief pitching blew it for us. Yeah. If we had a better relief pitcher, if he would have played better, we would have won. So, all you guys out there, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, anyway, the Mets lost. It sucks. It sucks.
2: Blame it on the bullpen.
0: Yeah, blame it on the bullpen. It was the bullpen. But, I don't know, everyone's like, well, we got such a good pitching, and next year we're the team. Look, does that ever work? I mean it, it, sometimes it works okay but <laughs> shit happens people get injured and you know but it's just uh, I was rooting for the Mets I was, I was hoping the Mets would win you know it, it does it does suck it, it was there was a happy to be there thing because when you didn't expect them to win but yeah. it's funny how everybody was like you watched the game I didn't all right so they're, they're up to nothing and Matt Harvey is pitching right and the whole crowd chanting, "We want Harvey! We want Harvey!" Going to the ninth, right? And then it was like they kept him out. Like they they put everyone on the field except for Harvey. It was like that major league uh, yeah. and when, uh, when when Doran came in, yeah. when uh, Charlie Sheen came in, everyone went crazy. Yeah. So he comes in at ninth and He, <laughs> he gives up a home run.
1: Yeah. And
0: then a double, or I think the other guy gave up a double. But it's just like it just goes to show you you can't let the fans dictate how you play. <laughs> yeah. Do I think throwing on Harvey was the right decision? Yes. Uh, in hindsight, he did give up a home run. Uh, maybe they would have won if they if they would have went right to the relief pitcher. whatever his name is. But he, sometimes the fans don't know, yeah. you
2: know. So that's such a high pressure situation, man. Yeah, you got to come in and. Uh... Yeah,
0: I don't know. So uh, yeah. So anyway, I am dating this girl, and I am working on making her feel special. That's what. I, um, that's sometimes I think one of my issues is uh, I just try to survive shit. You know, Like, like when, I was, when I was in high school, yeah. we used to go on – I went to this boarding school where if you had a bad attitude, they would send you out in the woods for a couple of weeks. They were called attitude trips. And you'd be, you would go to brunch. It was your one day off, and there would be a, a, a sign-up sheet. And they'd go, these people have to be ready to leave in like two hours. And then you'd go out in the woods of New Hampshire, and all day long you would move rocks back and forth, or you would rake leaves, or yeah. you'd shovel snow. And then at night you would seminar talk about your problems and then you had to like run four miles and do workouts until your attitude got better and it was all about what, what are you dealing with what are you dealing with well, you know what's what are your issues <laughs> that sounds like rocky five that's what i used to have to do all the time and i remember i was out there for a week and then they would say like hey these are the kids going back to the to school right which was this boarding school and they didn't actually call my name and i remember crying. Because I was in tenth grade and I really just wanted to go back to school. I hated being out in this fucking woods, it, but smelling yeah. you, know, you can't you can't. There was no showers out there. It, I don't, it was just it was rough. It was really you had to like brush your teeth, but like those I don't even remember. I think it was like the it was uh, paste toothpaste that just came out. It was like the it was just horrible experience. You, you like smelled really bad. Ugh. So uh, I remember wanting to go back, but I remember my issue was I was trying to survive the outpost. Yeah. As opposed to really get the most out of it. Yeah. And I think sometimes with girls, I'm trying to survive the relationship. I'm not really trying to, like, oh, I have a girlfriend, or I have this, or I have that. But I'm not really – I'm just going through the motions. I'm not trying to really
2: Yeah. achieve. I'm not really trying to, to like, take it to the next level. Did you? I remember dating uh, when I was younger and doing this thing. Do you ever do this where as soon as you start dating a girl, uh, you start thinking of how you're going to break up with her?
0: No, but I, I remember – I've actually, like, had sex before thinking, like, how am I going to break up with this chick during sex? Because I, like, yeah. I I knew I wanted to break up with her, but she's, like, riding me really good, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, like, how am I going
2: gonna... to... It always comes back to the sex, but, but you know, <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about before you even give the relationship a chance to grow, you're already thinking of a way to get out of it. Well, uh, yeah, sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Or, you, or, or, you, or, like, a lot of times you're thinking, like, Okay, how is this not the one? As opposed exactly. to this is yeah. the one. How is this? And I think it's a it's a protective mechanism. It's a way of like not hurting yourself. It's a, but yeah, that's something that I'm go, I'm gonna not do anymore. I'm gonna work on not doing that. Just okay, I'm just surviving it. I'm just I'm just finishing the race, but I'm not really trying to like come in first place. Yeah, you know. So anyway, fights. This is a fighting podcast. So that's our that's our, our our week recap. Um, we're waiting for Alan to come in. And we also have Jessica I on the show, as well as Shane Crushton. Good show. So, uh, a couple things that happened. Um, yeah, Halloween was yesterday. People had some funny tweets about Halloween costumes, about yeah. what, pe- what did
2: people you, were going to be. Did you dress up? No, did you dress up? Uh, we did, but since, we, like I said, we were going to this party where they're trying to, they were going to find out about their baby, whether it was a boy or a girl. My wife and I, uh, she dressed up on all pink, and I dressed up in all blue, and we put some like big question marks, and... Uh, that, so it was, it was kind of like a last-minute thing. Yeah. But, uh, dude, the, the, like, I remember going to the comedy store in Hollywood, and it's just the costumes are crazy. And I don't know if it's because it's Los Angeles, and there's so many people that are in, like, acting and, like, special effects, but, like, the costumes are insane in Yeah, Hollywood.
0: people get way too into it. It's just, um, it's just
2: kind of annoying, actually. Like, dude, and the thing is with, like, every year you see, like, the slutty, uh, like, the slutty version of everything. Like, a girl will be like, I'm a slutty cop or a slutty cat or a slutty whatever, but... I was thinking about this the other day, dude. I don't think it's so much a function of women are trying to make anything sexy like, oh, I'll be a sexy salt shaker. Uh, it, but I think it has to do with the fact that a guy would literally have sex with anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> a girl's like, "Oh, well what if I dressed up as like a what if I dressed up as like a piece of asparagus?" And guys like, "Yeah. Yeah, I'd fuck that." A sexy I'd
0: fuck yeah. a piece of sexy asparagus. So it's asparagus. A sexy anything. Anything yeah.
2: sexy guys will fuck. Yeah. It's true. I saw um, a woman dressed as a sexy Martha Washington. Uh-huh. I saw a sexy Hitler. I was like, what? No, I'm kidding. I'm just, oh, like, God. I'm just
0: thinking of the worst possible <laughs> scenario.
2: Part, <laughs> what if the girl was super hot and you're like, alright, the guy in me says yes, the Jewish part of me says no. I'm not fucking a sexy Hitler.
0: Uh, no, I don't think I would do it. If I did, it would be in the shower, just for irony. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> Now, um, by the way, uh, so I wrote, I wrote like, John Jones got in big trouble for handing out nose candy. No. That, that wasn't bad. Um, there was some pretty funny ones. People were tweeting me kendall grove hands out condoms for halloween since he never uses them yeah he's got like five kids uh dana unleashed wrote yoel romero won't get off a stool to hand out the candy <laughs> not bad not bad yeah uh someone said quint quint but i'm gonna dress up as a bad tattoo so rowdy beck will let me sit on her head <laughs> <laughs> by the way, rowdy beck's in town yeah uh, i think she's gonna be a thursday by the way we have uh uh, we have a good show Thursday. We have the bell- Jade Bryce It's going to be in studio. Uh-oh. I love Jade Bryce.
2: How come I always miss – I, missed, uh, I missed Rhonda miss Rouse <laughs> me. I'm not here Thursday, you may, right? Maybe you'll be here Thursday. All right. Maybe
0: I will. Uh, John 3M wrote, Yoel Romero sitting, handing out Bibles.
2: Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, I, I'm, I guarantee there's a fight fan out there that dressed up as gay Jesus. <laughs> there's someone out there.
0: Adam Flanagan wrote, I'm going to go in as the Reebok deal. To scare 90% of UFC fighters. Ugh. I like that. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, Daniel Cormier and Jon Jones are still going at it, by the way. I'm dressing up as a salad. It's like to scare Roy Nelson. <laughs> uh, Octagon Sports wrote, Vitor's is pissed because somebody put candy in his bag instead of needles. Uh, that's funny. That's That's, funny. A, that's a good joke. Yeah, yeah. I gotta give it. It's a good reversal right there. Good switcheroo. Um, Dana Unleash wrote for Halloween. I'm dressing up as any fighter in the 135 division. So Brian Caraway won't answer the door. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. I like that. Uh, I wrote CM Punk dressing up as a UFC fighter for Halloween. <laughs> Joe Rogan answered the door and told trick or treaters they don't have elite costumes. Uh, and then uh, Terry Shalito wrote John Jones host passing out candy. Will count as community service.
2: Yeah, and the NSAC's is <laughs> handing out suspensions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's not bad. And I said, Khabib pulled out of Halloween, uh, which does suck that Khabib got hurt. And he, oh. said he, and he said he might not fight
2: again. That I know, that's awful, man. He's such a great fighter, and he just had a couple, like a string of injuries. You hate to see that.
0: Never lost a fight, undefeated. Uh, I mean, the guy was wrestling
2: with bears as a kid. And this uh, was Sambo champion. And this was a rib injury. Rib injury, so it's which, not like... Yeah. It's not like he, like... Uh, nothing that probably requires surgery. Just some rest, hopefully. Yeah, it sucks. I was so looking forward to that Ferguson fight. That yeah. was a... Because Ferguson,
0: I mean, you talk about a guy who's looking unbeatable. I mean, his his win over Abel Trujillo, who's a monster.
2: Well, and that was you know. also going to set up probably a top contender fight in that division. So you look at, okay, well, now who's... Ferguson gonna possibly fight it's whenever a guy get, gets hurt it's like a double-edged sword because you feel bad for the guy that gets injured and if Khabib's done then that's terrible but also you feel bad for the Ferguson's been training um to get ready for a fight and then you look at where it puts him in the mix it's the same thing with Poirier it, you, you feel bad for the guy that loses the fight because then you know he doesn't get his yeah. pay, fight in no, his I feel bad if Frankie
0: Edgar loses to um, Mendez which is a very good possibility I mean yeah good possibility he wins too but now he just got fucked out of the of the McGregor fight. Yeah, and so absolutely, it's it's terrible. Uh, so that that happened there. Um, De La Hoya said he has been discussing with Ronda about boxing.
2: I saw that video.
0: Which uh, I think that would be a huge mistake for Ronda Rousey to go yeah. boxing. I just think that as good as a boxer she is, an MMA boxer, boxing for MMA, straight up boxing. I don't. I, people have been doing since they were three years old, four years old. I mean, I, I don't think she can be as competitive. A lot of people, you know, it's one thing to be a good boxer when people are are worried about your ground game. Yeah. And you're uh, an Olympian grappler or judoka.
2: But when you're boxing, just straight boxing, it's a different sport. It is. And I... I don't know what it is with our fans in this sport. Like we have the best fans, but there's also always this tendency. Like if you clear out, a, like if you're if you dominate dominate a division, people are go, oh, you got to move up, or you got to move down, or why anyone would want to push someone to go to a different sport like why can't she just stay in mma and just crush people and why can't why can't a champ stay in their division and just crush people (laughs) like we always want to see him do more like hey what if they yeah what if they did this or what if you know what if michael jordan went and played baseball just stay stay in your lane that's what i think i mean at
0: the same time like she wants to be the wwe champion that i can understand because that's I'm not saying it's not a real champion, but I think there's a script involved.
2: <laughs> but, yeah. like, you know, I don't think, you know. Plus, you risk, like, she could go over there and risk so much potential for injury. Boxing? or No, WWE? no, WWE. I mean, I, I yeah. don't, I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I do, like, I admire, like, the, there is athleticism, there is some performance, but th- those people get messed up, man. They back injuries and they get hurt and stuff. So if she ever wanted to come back to MMA, it's like, uh, I don't know. I just don't see why we can't let people kind of shine at what they do best. And if she if she's truly interested in going into boxing, like maybe, but like I agree with you, dude. Like that's such a pure sport. Um, boxing is it's like it's like if you're a sprinter, a boxer's a sprinter. All they do is run in a straight line. Whereas an MMA person, the MMA person is like a decath- uh, elite. That person has to run and jump and throw, and uh, they have to do all of that. So if you put them head to head, if you took a uh and you put them head to head. Uh, with just a sprinter the yeah. sprinter's gonna win.
0: Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge Rousey fan and I'll watch her box. I just like to see what she's I want to see her dominate, you yeah. know, and I, I understand. I mean she's fallen in love with boxing which is great. I mean yeah. she, and she's got that mentality of whatever I do, I'm going to be the best. And yeah. certain people have that mentality and that's just how they are. Just Jordan and you know Ronda and LeBron and uh you know there's just certain people out there, Eli Manning. Yeah, I'm not Eli. I'm Peyton Manning, uh, but I'm sure Eli probably has the mentality also.
2: I, I think I think Rhonda could be great at anything that she puts her mind to, but I think she's dangerous and she's great at uh, at uh, MMA because she's well-rounded.
0: Yeah, we, exactly. Stay in the sport, Rhonda. We love you. Fight Cyborg. That's what we want to see. Yes. Uh, and, and you know what? I understand fighter at 135, before you go to boxing, i, I got to see the Cyborg fight. Yeah. i, I got to see that fight. And plus, there's still people in the division. Look, let's say you destroy Holly Holm. Amanda Nunez is tough. What, uh, Juliana
2: Pena is going to be tough. Uh... Th- that's the Holly Holm fight. That's going to show if if Ronda wants to look at boxing. That's going to be the fight that sh- like lets uh, the fans know or in herself. That's going to test her uh, stand up game if she chooses to stand with Holly. I hope she doesn't choose to stand with Holly. Uh, I mean
0: for for, for her sake.
2: I, I, I yeah. just think I think but, her best you know but if she went to boxing that's the kind of competition she'd be up against is, is, a, is a woman like that that's been boxing forever and has that kind of skill set so yeah plus you're also you
0: know boxing gloves are different than four ounce gloves <sighs> absolutely you know, huge difference alright so we're gonna call somebody who I think is amazing I've hung out with her a couple months ago we went to uh, she came to my comedy show she took me out uh, swimming in, uh, in Cleveland we went on to the uh the ocean it was uh not the ocean there was uh, <laughs> great lakes where uh, is where is Cle- Where in, in uh, ohio even ohio yeah
2: yeah, yeah. I, we went, I mean i know it's in ohio but i was trying to think of if it was situated near uh it's not by the great lakes
0: no i forgot what river we went in but it was it was very Pro- dirty probably some industrial dump <laughs> but it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> we, we, i went into an, an air show with her We nice. were on a boat watching airplanes fly
2: did you see the video of alan in the fighter jet no Dude, he posted on Facebook like him and like a Top Gun, like I don't know what it was, like an F-15 or something crazy. Alan Jubon? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we could, we'll, we'll ask him about it when he gets in here.
0: Hey, Jessica. What's going on? How are you? it's Adam Hunter and Tyler Bowe. How is the most beautiful, fun, athletic, cool chick out there?
1: <laughs> I'm good I'm um, just in between doing some interviewing And getting ready to make some food Or nice. head back into the gym
0: Nice, by the way, thank you for coming to my comedy show When I was in Cleveland And then taking me on a boat With you and your friend And then showing me such a good time
1: Oh, uh, that's of course I mean, it's unfortunate that you don't have other good friends Fighter friends out there That are willing to take you out on a boat To tell you a little bit of why Cleveland is actually cool
0: no, no. Where were we again? We were in like a river or something. What exactly? Where were we?
1: No. Oh God, we were on Lake Erie. Oh, Lake Erie. We were on the, yeah, Lake Erie. I mean, you you could tell it's like you like if you've never seen Lake Erie, no one would understand like how big the waves are and like how big the lake actually is. Like, looks like a little ocean to me.
0: No, it was so much fun when we saw that like uh, that really cool airplane show. Uh, I, yeah, I was on air show. I was a little nervous though, because I was like, you see all the time people dying in air shows, and I'm like, who's the dummy that's going to be on a lake when a, when a plane crashes? And then of course I'm on a lake <laughs> with we Jessica going, oh shit, that's me. I'm the, I'm the dummy. <laughs> it was, I was a little nervous.
1: <laughs> I know it was kind of crazy how close they got too. Like they would get so close to the boat. I mean, thank God nothing bad did happen.
0: No, yeah, it was, it was we were so on
1: the better side of the luck that day.
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. And then uh, it was funny because like. The girls were throwing footballs, and I'm hanging out. Like, they, like that's the <laughs> girl. I'm like watching you guys like throw perfect spirals, and I'm like, You're yeah. yeah, it was definitely. Oh. It, it was fun though. By the way, you look great in a bikini. Just, just for the record. Everyone well, I mean,
1: it. I, I try. I mean, I guess that's the the benefits uh, of working out and and being an athlete for for many years.
0: No, it was it was definitely cool. Um, it, that was so much fun and your friend was super cool and she came to the show she sat in the front row it was just it was great it was, it was I, got, I got the real Cleveland Jessica I experience it was a uh, it was a blast
1: well heck yeah we'll come back out next time again and we'll, and maybe we will come during the snow season
0: oh god we'll yeah. do like
1: some crazy skiing or something and then that I can't recommend that you all you know, or but you
0: know whether or not you'll
1: get hurt. If you get hurt, <laughs> that's on you. Uh, thank if you, you. Fall down the
0: hill. I can't. I can't save you. I I I appreciate that. Um, now, uh, now you are awesome. Uh, you're. How's everything going since the last fight with uh, with, with Juliana?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, it, it sucks. I lost. I um, you know, I lost the decision that I didn't think that I lost. You were um, robbed. I felt I did enough to win that fight. I think that there was a lot better. I just don't understand anymore what you what, what you see in judging. Like, what what wins fights when it comes to judging? I mean, like, I felt like I showcased so many more things, and, I mean, I had her really wobble in the second round, and, you know, unfortunately, it felt saved her on, on that one, but she was fortunate enough for that. Were I you... mean, it's just been kind of a, a rock and a heart place lately. I mean, two losses in a row, I've never done that before, and it, it's kind of a, a, like, like a dagger right through the freaking heart.
0: Yeah, but, you, I mean, you're losing to the top girls and, and it, they're, you know, they're, they're very competitive fights. You're not going out there and getting blitzed, um, you know. And
1: you know what? That's the saving grace, I swear. That's the saving grace to my, like, mental, I don't know, my mental state of mind is that I know that I'm not going out there and getting hand-handled. I know I'm going out there and I was able to, you know, I was able to show people in this last fight that, like, everyone's like, Just guy has no ground game and I know I'm good on the ground. I think that, Maybe there's still some things that I'm developing just being in front of that many people all the time. You know, because this was the fight that I felt like I showed a lot. I think I showed my my, my abilities to almost, I mean, I almost finished that arm triangle. I mean, the noises that she was making, I, I mean, I, I felt like I almost had it. And even when I rocked her and there's things I was able to show in that fight that I think that were, were able to really kind of shut up some haters.
0: By the way, uh, Alan Juban just uh, showed up. We are on the phone with the beautiful Jessica. I, uh, you guys fought in Texas together, right? You got you in that you in that card also. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, yeah, yeah. That. You guys were both uh, on the card. Um, now, I I I, but I I know after some fights you kind of got down on yourself. You, you kind of were like in like a bad place, and you kind of let yourself sort of like just be in a rough situation. Did you have you been not letting yourself do that and kind of like staying up?
1: I mean, I'm definitely trying. I think that, you know, like um, <laughs> once the end of the month kind of came, I was like, all right, Seth, like it's time to get back to it. And obviously I'm, I'm going full sch- schedule back at this point because I took some time off. I took time off social media. I just kind of dealt with some my own emotions. I mean, nobody likes to lose. I mean, and losing on a top level, is like as a fighter, I feel like it's who I am, you know, and, and. I'm just—I wasn't used to it, so no, not, not too bad. And, and today, I kind of woke up like you know, it's, it's a new month. I hope that I'll get another top ten girl here very soon. I mean, hope that I'll get Bechko. Hey, I wouldn't mind—I wouldn't mind taking a you know jab at her. So, I mean, I, I try. I have my moments, I guess. But all in all, I—I—I I, I, I try to stay positive as, as I can. Nice. Talking to you guys about it right now makes me a little bit better.
0: Oh, good. Because I mean, I'm a, I'm, su- I'm such a big fan, you're you're, you're a great girl. You're, you're fun. You got a great tattoo right above your hoo ha, um, and uh, so we're 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 all big fans of yours. Uh, any how's the dating situation? Any any new men in the life or? God,
1: no. My that that's kind of a curse in my life. I feel like at this point, um, no. I'm I'm trying to figure some other things out right now, and I'm just. One step at a time, and I think getting back on a fighting and winning track is going to be the most important.
0: Now, are guys sometimes intimidated by you because they know that you could fuck them up and that you're you're strong and that you're kind of opinionated and sassy? Are are, are they kind of like uh, scared to step to you?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. You know, I'm sure. I I, I don't. Um, yeah, I guess. Because I'm just I think saying that there's that- a lot of reasons why. But I mean, I don't know. I think that you might have better answer that. I mean, you see me from like. <laughs> the outside point of view and as a male you know am I hard to approach no
0: not at all definitely not I mean you're also like a friend and like a colleague and we have you on the show I, but I mean if you, if you would have went for the kiss I, I would have been loving it <laughs> I, I just didn't want to uh, I, I don't, I don't want to go in for the kiss and then have you say alright you know Adam no and then I would have felt stupid so um, <laughs> but for the record if we ever hang out again and you want to make out just let me know I, I'm, I'm totally okay. I'm totally down just for the record, I, cause I was totally. I, I was. I was feeling it. I was definitely feeling there was some. There was some cool vibe between us. I just didn't want to like cross the line because you seem to like like me as a person. And then I'm like, uh, she, if I go for it, then she's gonna think I'm only trying to sleep with her, and I actually like her too. And but but just for the record, me being a guy with a penis, I'm totally down. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, thanks. I'm, I'm glad that I got I got some insight. I appreciate
0: that. Oh, one hundred percent. Should uh, I take the
2: headphones off? Or no? You guys I, want some privacy? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely, some privacy. Alan, uh, what's going on with you, man?
3: Uh, just just walking into this conversation, man. I got <laughs> in. I walked in at a good time. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, listening to you know. I just got in and listening to Jessica talk. I'm kind of in the same. Vote is her somewhat. You know, I'm coming off of a loss that, um, it, it mess, you know, it, it's tough. It's like, you want to In this game, you want to be the best fighter in the world. You have to say that because, you know, you can't just say, I just want to, you know, make some waves. And then you're going to get your ass kicked big time. You always want to be improving and be the best person in the world and and envision yourself climbing the ranks. So when you do suffer a loss, you always have to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit and try to tweak some things. But um, I'm kind of in the same boat as her, man. Like, I I look at it like, you know, I I mourned it for a couple of days and then I got over it real quick. And um, now I'm just focusing on having a little bit of – a me time, you know, doing some stuff, I was kind of burnt out when I lost my fight, so I'm enjoying myself, and then come next year, I'm just going to be um, super motivated, man, so.
1: Now, I know that you should... I, I agree. I agree with you on that. Like, I, I, for the first time in my life, like, after taking two two L's like that, I, I felt burned out, yeah. and for once, I didn't even, I, like, I, I took, like, there were days that, like, I just, I would talk to, I mean, I'm very close with my, my team and stuff, but I was like, you know, guys, I'm just, I'm not feeling I'm not coming in, and no one really mm-hmm. pressured me, because I felt like they know me that well that they're like, you know what, she'll be back. She's never taken this long. Like, she's never wanted to take this down at a time, you know, and I want to come back at the beginning of the year and show the changes that I'm about to make over these next two months and just allow myself, you know, to pay 2015 for the end of it and get ready for 2016.
0: Now I know that you should not feel this way, but but is there, I know a lot of fighters feel like they let their fans down by losing. you yeah. Do you ever get? Do you feel that
3: way? Or I, I think uh, I I, well, I think I think every fighter feels that. Uh, but the more experience you get, the more that you know that that's not the case. Because every time you know on on Facebook or whatever, when whenever you have. Uh, friends or teammates that fight, and 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 you know we're in the UFC, so a lot of our friends and teammates or are still in the lower levels. So I feel like we're the more experienced. So I'm trying to hand out some good advice. And whenever my teammates that are still you know coming up in the smaller shows lose, and they you know they apologizing to the fans, I always let them know that right away. I say you know like Dude, you don't need to apologize. Everybody's here to support you, love. Win or lose, they're gonna love you. They're gonna show love for you either way. You know you don't have to ever apologize. But even with me saying that and giving that advice all the time. After I lose, man, it's just you just you just feel bad. When people are flying in, your friends, your family, your sponsors, everyone's tuning in and having fight parties, and then you feel like they don't get that sense of uh, of relief of joy from you winning. It's tough to deal with, but I've 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 dealt with it a lot better over the years. uh, You know, the more experienced I am as a fighter, I don't know how about you, Jessica? Do you still kind of feel like you let your people down when you lose?
1: Yes, and I do, and 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 even more so, like. When, when it's a decision loss, you know, when a mm-hmm. decision loss, it's like based upon opinion. Mm-hmm. And just like what you said about the team and stuff like that, like I'm very close with my team. So a lot of them are on the lower level shows, you know, and getting into Bellator and, you know, getting, right. getting their true chance and, and they train with me and I'm their motivation. I'm me and me and Steve, are both that way. We're both their motivations to be at the top level and you know they were all fighting a week after me and we all went to this camp together and you know Stipe was going to fight it in a at the end of the month and then when everything kind of went sour for me it's like I felt bad for them in that way that I was like dang man like I don't want them to get distracted by what we just all went through together and you know get some fighters are crazy they're like oh my god my teammate lost what does that mean I'm gonna do this like they get crazy with their thoughts and I don't want them to ever feel that way and Mm-hmm. They're the ones I'm worried about most. My my real fans are going to support me, and you know, yet again, you at the same time, they're going to support us no matter what, win, lose, or draw. They they like us as people, and my coach said it best to me. I was freaking shedding some tears in the back after the fight, and he 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 explained to me like, just the value of person that you are to is not. Because I was like, man, I feel terrible. Like I I, just, I feel like I let everyone down blah 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 like my my teammates my coaches and they go you know we we love you for you and we appreciate you so get that out of your head so i feel like that that feeling like you were saying comes quick and then it goes kind of quick like you don't it's not something i hold on to
0: well good 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 because i mean i love i love watching you in there uh were you were you surprised by juliana's ability to take take a punch
1: i mean yeah i think i think you know what it's I, and I and I said this. If it, it, you know what, I'm peppering all of these females. I mean, I'm throwing massive amounts of punches. I don't know if it's me that needs to learn to hit harder and sit down more on my punches and quit peppering these girls, and or is it that you know, like that she could take a punch? Like, I mean, there's so many things to weigh into. But I mean, believe me, the second round, she was she was struggling with my punches, and even in the first round, I mean, there was a lot of her rushing me and, and me having to show what my defense looked like, which we we anticipated that going into that fight and I felt like I handled it well. I, I mean I, I legally got that illegal knee that was the biggest crack of crap I've ever heard. The only reason why that wreck took a point away is because Julie's corner was freaking out. Julie didn't even know I hit her. She had no idea. When they stood us up she was like, what? Why are you standing us up? Because I didn't even hit her. I didn't it wasn't like I purposely need her it was in the middle of me going through the guard and my knee came up and it was just like in the motion it wasn't. Right. And there were there was that, and then he turned around and he warned her when she was elbowing me in the back of the head and need me in the head when I was on the ground. Like it was just, it was real awkward. It, I mean, the point should have never got taken away, and I think that those things like that sway the judges because then they instantly start feeling bad for the other person. And...
0: Well, you're right. I mean, you're right there. Look, you're you're like a fight or two away of a title shot. You're right. You're in the mix. You know, I mean, you're still one. You
1: to- know, there's nothing that I can't I can't get back to to winning listen in this sport the the women's division is still shallow enough I'll go back on a couple more wins and I'll get back to it I mean
0: you're one of the 10 best people in the world of what you do uh, which is like I don't know anybody that can really say that except for the people I talk to on the, on the <laughs> podcast if I was one of the best 10 comedians in the world I, I, I'd have a fucking like 10 yachts you know so uh, <laughs> you, you gotta keep it in perspective you're one of the 10 best people you do one of the 5 best so, you, you know, you're, you're right there. Uh, keep your head up. And next time we, we hang out, definitely go for the kiss. Uh, I
1: will, okay.
0: <laughs> just, just for the record, uh, I will not, I will, I, I will close my eyes and just, and just grab your face. It'll be great. You do the butt. I'm in. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, Jess. Yeah, get, hit me up anytime.
1: And good luck with your show. And I can't
0: wait to see it. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. It was awesome talking to you guys. Take care. Take Take care, care, Jessica. Bye. All right. That was Jessica. I I like her. She's such a sweetheart. Fun girl to hang out with. Like, so cool. Like, just a cool chick. So, Alan, how are you, man?
3: I'm good, brother. Things, Things are good, man. Enjoying life again, you know? I always say after fights that, like, I can only take about two weeks of being... Normal, and then I get the itch. Yes, but um, I'm definitely not getting the itch just yet, man. I needed it. I needed some um, some time off, time with my family. I have a vacation coming up. I leave. I leave next Monday for Thailand. No way for, for nearly a month so to I'll train there. A little bit of both. That's man. a vacation. Going to fucking exactly, exactly. <laughs> going to the Muay Thai class. Little in Thai Thailand. guys that hit you in the stomach for you know, <laughs> yeah. hours at a time. <laughs> It'd be like um, jail for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, my wife's Thai. Right. And. Uh, And so her family's in Thailand, and uh, we haven't been in quite a few years, and my son hasn't met his Thai family yet. So it's a little bit of a vacation. My son gets to meet his Thai family, and as well, I'm going to go train as well. So So he doesn't know he's part Asian, your son? What's that? Does he know he's part Asian? Uh,
0: I don't know. From your mom. But he's going to see all these people (laughs) that are like, It's gonna. how old is your son now? He just turned three. So he's going to meet his whole Asian side of his family. Right.
3: Yeah. He's never even met him. That's so funny. He's a couple of them.
0: That's great. That's be, that's be, you, gotta, you gotta put a video yeah, on him. Like, I'm Asian.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: shit. You guys, does your, your wife speak Thai in the house?
3: Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's uh, she's absolutely fluid in Thai. So your
2: yeah. son's growing up like he knows both. Yeah, so
3: he's learning it, man. That's a big part of it. You know, I really wanted my son to be able to speak. You know, speak the language. And um, obviously, being in America, you know, you're gonna learn a lot more English. But we try to we try to keep him up on, on Thai as. much Does she speak as possible. Thai in bed or no? What's that? Your that wife? But like, you guys are, are having sex. Does she, does she talk Thai? <laughs> no, she doesn't actually. I'll shed the, I'll share that. light. I usually don't go go into our uh, personal life too much with you when you but, ask. But she doesn't. But no, she thai. doesn't speak
0: Thai in bed. That would be kind of kinky, though. That, you know? you got to get her to like. You got to bang yeah, her so yeah. hard that all of a sudden, like her tie, kind of comes <laughs> right, out. Yeah, and she just starts no, no, like. No. That would be hot. That'd be so hot. <laughs>
2: That's, that's a, a crazy language because it's got it's got the tonal aspect to it. So th- yeah. the the tone that you use with a word like changes the word.
3: Really? Yeah. But but with that said, it, it is, and, and you're right about that. Um, but it's not that hard of a language to pick up. I yeah. mean, I, I I don't speak it fluently or anything. But when I do try, it, it, it's not as hard as like uh, say like Mandarin or something, yeah. for instance. Uh, now, where where did you meet your wife? We met here in L.A. We met here in L.A. Oh, like and, where though? Uh, about uh, where at a club called National. Really? About ten years ago. I, wait,
0: so she was walking past you.
3: Man, I was I was super drunk. <laughs> she was super drunk, and apparently we had a dance. We danced. Yeah, we had a dance. <laughs> we had a dance. I walked across that, did, the dance. Did floor. you
0: kiss her on the dance floor or no?
3: I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure we we. we, we <laughs> wow, first night she's a dance floor. You guys are making out. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, you better get this story straight for when your son asks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I always wanted to have a a more. It's funny when you hang around other couples and they and they say this this beautiful story how they met in you know costa rica or something you like were
0: that. like i had a boner on the dance floor yeah, I and, was my, and my wife was, and your mom was grinding on my dick and she, then i she
3: was... was super yeah exactly i don't have a great story about it we, had, <laughs> we met on the dance floor in a club in la and the rest is history man you don't really hear successful stories that start like that a no. lot of times in la usually it's well she is hot yeah i bet your
0: wife she's so, super hot super Thank cool and uh so. now you have one kid right
3: yeah, we have one kid, one son. Yeah.
0: Now your last fight, a uh, um, couple things. So, mm. number one, when you were hurt, you still wanted to fight, uh, and I was actually worried about you because I'm like, he might just fuck up the ref. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Alan is the nicest guy ever, yeah. but you have that that switch. Yeah. You, you're like, you'd be a great superhero mm. as like the nicest guy, like, and then all of a sudden you have that switch where you go into fight mode, and, and everybody's getting fucked up. Were you wor- were, would you, you think about hitting the ref?
3: Man, I didn't I, I don't I don't remember any of it to be honest. Um I only saw I only saw bits and pieces. I still haven't really even seen the fight yet. I haven't even seen the entire the entire card. I forgot to I forgot to record it and then I went to Louisiana after the fights and I kinda just saw bits and pieces and obviously you don't wanna see yourself lose or get knocked out, so I didn't really you know, I kinda stayed out of the social media for a couple of days and then uh, I'm I'm gonna go back and, and uh and research the fight and, and watch it uh again with my coaches and and pick it apart, but until then, I haven't really watched it that much. But I did see the ending where um, he dropped me. Uh, I went down, and uh, the ref stepped in. And then, you know, that's the. Uh, to be honest, aside from letting, like you said, uh, let, letting your fans down, the other thing I was most concerned with was, um, you know, did I get knocked the fuck out? I didn't want to be that guy flopping around like a fish. No, you, you didn't that's, get. Yeah. You didn't
0: get knocked uh, out, but you looked a little, a little bit like a drunk sailor.
3: Right? I, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I got my bell rung. That's for sure. But you don't want to be that guy. You know, you don't want to be that guy. That 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 either is laid up unconscious, looking like a zombie, or that gets murk-crow copped and like falls back and blows his Ugh. ACL out. You know, yeah. aside from getting knocked out, those are the worst, man. The guys that blow their knees out after yeah. getting concussion—it's like getting a, a parking ticket and getting your car towed. It's um, a double <laughs> slap in the face. So, yeah, I was most worried about that, man. I just kind of remember, kind of like, m- consciously being more aware. Um, they for precautionary reasons, they, they put you in an ambulance after and, you know, make sure you, you, know, you get your head checked out in the hospital. So I was sitting in the ambulance. We walked into the ambulance, me and my manager, and I'm looking at him, and that's when it kind of dawned on me, you know, like, okay, fuck, I just lost, dude. Something's I not at, right. What's that? Something's not right. Didn't Something's r- not right. What are we doing here? Like, what, you know? It kind of just started coming back to it me. It was like a
0: black, like getting over a blackout
4: kind of a thing?
3: My memory was jogged for about 15 minutes, you know. I got my bell rung. I walked out. I, I talked to the medical doctors. They said, look, go jump in the ambulance. Go to the hospital. <laughs> right when I got into the ambulance, I kind of realized what, what had happened. And I told him, I said, like, what happened? And he told me, you, you know, you lost. You got tko The ref stepped in. You went down. You were wobbly. And I was like, what did it look like? You know, did I – was I knocked the fuck out? He goes, no, no, no. You jumped up about 10 seconds later. It wasn't that bad, so – so I haven't I haven't watched it. Yeah, like you said, I kind of jumped up. And it to be honest, it made me happy. You know, it made me happy to see that even though um I didn't know what was going on, I still wanted to fight. No, you and, are so
0: damn tough. Oh, I was dude. like if I'm ever in a a street fight, you you're the kind of guy. I mean, you get you get knocked out and you get back up like this yeah, guy. Yeah. This Jump guy won't up. quit. Like and I was I was almost in a way like I was happy they stopped the fight cuz I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. But I was thinking to myself, if he would have got punched again, Maybe you would want you would have snapped, snapped back into to. it. Right. It
3: happens all the time, man. It it happens all the time, and I agree, man. It was it was a good stoppage. Probably my bell was wrong. I mean, I, I I don't I don't my body doesn't go limp in fights. My body went limp. I dropped down. I bounced back up a, a second or two later. But yeah, man, he 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 capitalized. I looked like shit that night, and he looked great, and he was great at capitalizing. But it, it was a good stoppage. But but yeah, I was I was happy to see kind of the way that that I went down. I wasn't as ugly as I, I imagine it could have been. It, it's a scary thought though, man. Like 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 I was. I think we were talking about this the other day. Um, and I don't get. Wasted nearly as much as you do, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, you go out and you get shit faced and then um you don't know what the hell you did. You wake up the next morning and you got text messages saying like, dude, you were fucking yeah. lit up last night and you're like, Fuck, what did I do? Was I running around streaking? Was I you know and it's a scary feeling that and especially when you're fighting in a cage in front of millions of people, it's when you kinda come to and you're like, Okay, I I, I got knocked out or the ref stopped it. Like, what did it look like? How did I do? What was my performance like? It's it's super As a fighter, as a professional, it's it's intimidating to think about going back and watching the footage for the first time. To think, holy shit, I'm about to watch myself go down or or watch a horrible performance. That's what you always dream about. Like I always, I envision the great things, but I also envision the worst thing possible happening, and that's kind of the worst case scenario. Like, all right, let me envision myself getting knocked the fuck out and elbowed in the face. That way, I can get over it. And you know, I've seen it, done it, been there, whatever. And um, you know, I had one of those nights. Now, what do you think?
0: Because it did look like you came out there and. Right up the bat, I was like, fuck, he looks like he's having an off night. Yeah. Uh, what do you attribute to that? Just your body didn't – bad weight cut or
3: – Yeah, I mean, I would love the – I don't have any excuses, man. I, I I was healthy. I didn't have a bad weight cut that I know of. Um, everything seemed right as far as that aspect except for the one thing that I attributed to. And I didn't really realize it until after the camp because during the camp, you're in fight mode so much that – it doesn't matter if you're like don't want to go to the gym. You go to the gym. You always don't want to go to the gym when you're burned out. Your body hurts. You go. You make yourself go. So the fighter in you pushes aside the clarity of seeing what's really going on. You know, you just have to be in fight mode. So after the fight's over is when you could really start kind of figuring out what happened. And after the fight I just realized, man, like I had never been so excited for the fight to be over. And and I and I that's what I realized. You know, the day after my fight we were celebrating my son's birthday, and it was in Louisiana. So after the fight, the next morning, we drove from Houston to Lafayette, Louisiana. All my family came over. We had a big birthday party. I went to see all my that was friends. the day after the fight? day after the fight. Now, is it, is it awkward at all? It was a little weird coming home to see all my friends and family, which, you know, I had rented all kinds of, you know— a big, I'd sell. I put together a big birthday party for my son, and everybody's there to celebrate. Are they it. afraid to like, say certain things? Yeah, you know, it's like the elephant in a room. You know, I'm wearing sunglasses. They're like asking me, "Are you okay?" Two or three times in a row. Ugh. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, that's gotta be but, brutal. Uh, so it's it's tough, man. But 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 what I'm getting at is, I realized at that point, like like. I kept thinking the entire training camp. I can't wait for this fight to be over so I can celebrate my son's birthday. I can't wait for this fight to be over so I can book my trip to Thailand. I can't wait for this fight to be over because I'm 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 in, I'm searching. I'm looking for a house right now. I'm in escrow. I got so many things going on. I just want to finish this house and move into this house. And I realized, man, I was burnt the fuck out, dude. I yeah, talked about that before you came on. Like, yeah, just, just,
0: like, I was on. It was a crazy experience. But there are times like. I get into relationships where I'm just trying to survive the relationship. Like, I'm not really trying to like, make this girl feel special. I'm like, oh, I have a girlfriend. Or, yeah. or you know, there are comedy shows. We were talking about in high, in high school, I got sent out in the woods for attitude trips. Mm-hmm. And, and they wouldn't let me back in the school until my attitude changed. And they're like, you're trying to survive the outpost. You're not trying to get the most right, you're out not of it. To exactly and that's change. exactly sort of what you kind of went through in some ways, where you're trying to get through the fight, but you're not really trying to dominate, see how good you can be, you know, get to that next level.
3: You, you, the thing that the small detail that I, I recognize as well, aside from being so uh, consumed with what happens after the fight rather than about the fight, um, was also that I didn't have that hunger. Every fight, I'm always telling my corner, um, you know, like, remind me during the fight. I, I always tell them, give me 15 seconds warning when there's 15 seconds left. Cause, and then I say, and then I always tell him, like, tell me, do something amazing. Remind me while I'm in the. Like a cartwheel yeah. chase. Right. Remind me why. I'm in this sport, and it's to do amazing shit. It's to freaking do do stuff that's never been done before. To go for knockouts, to get those fight of the night, to get performance of the night bonuses. To like to relive the Rocky moments that I lived watching movies like that as a kid. That's why I'm in this sport because it's been in my blood and it's been in my heart my entire life. And I didn't have that this fight, man. I didn't. I wasn't like going in there hungry and passionate and like wanting to do something amazing. I went in there just thinking. I have to win, I have to win, I have to win. And then I just was dragging and, my and feet. You, and you fought probably the best guy you've ever fought. Yeah, yeah. He was he, not taking nothing from him, man. He's a rock, dude. He's solid. He capitalized. You know, the thing about Albert is um, he's got great power and he's got great precision. He's got really good precision striking. And I went in there dragging my feet, man. Even in warm-ups, they, they were telling me after the fight, they were like, dude, when you were warming up, my, my coaches were telling me, when you were warming up in a dressing room, we didn't want to say anything. But you, you, you are dragging your feet. Your kicks were looking Slow, like everything just looked like I was kind of in slow motion, and that's what it was. I just had I had a fall going over me, and um, it wasn't my night, man. Like I said, I'm not making an excuse, but it just you have no, on this, and off nights. It doesn't sound like an excuse at all. Alex. So sometimes you go to the gym and like you you you, think you prepare yourself all night. Oh, I'm gonna have a great sparring session tomorrow. I'm gonna wake up in the morning, I have my cup of coffee. I'm gonna focus on it, and even though I'm focused and I'm not like fucking off, I still go to the gym and get my ass kicked in sparring now and then. You just have off days, and sometimes you just can't really. Even oh, though a you comedy, stay I mean, there are times, that,
0: times that like you're on a comedy show and everyone's killing, and yep. everyone's yeah. like, just, you, they, "I hate people going to be." Hey, people say to me, "You're going to kill tonight," or this crowd, you're, they're going to love you. I'm like, "Don't tell yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. I please don't tell me they're going to love me because then yeah. already I'm already thinking of the result. I'm not thinking of the joke. I'm not thinking of like what I'm going to do to get there. I'm thinking of just of just kill. And yeah. uh, and there are times where like everybody kills, and, and like you're just it's just not there. I mean, luckily I have 45 minutes to figure yeah. out how to get them going yeah I, I, because but if I had like I was just if I had like eight minutes or something and I'm like and then it's a make or break now at what point now is there a time in the fight where you're in there and uh Albert Tumanov right yeah uh, is, is landing some, some some good shots on mm-hmm. you where you're like ah fuck like what what's going how do I is there is, there, is that going through your head like Shit! Like the, I got now. I'm in. Am, am I that I bit off, bite off more than I can chew? Am I not? What's going to happen here? How do I solve this puzzle?
3: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I getting going into the fight. This entire camp, we we the the strategy for him was just just outwork him. You know, I wanted to go in there in the first round and just use a lot of footwork and jabs and not really so much power as much as just like like a pop 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 type rhythm. Just kind of keep that rhythm the whole time and throw him off, throw off his rhythm. And, and set that kind of pace, and then go into the second round, and once he started getting frustrated and opening up because of that high-paced rhythm, then I would open up my counters, and that was kind of the game plan. That's kind of how I hit pads. That's kind of how I wrestled. That's kind of how I sparred every day for that kind of rhythm, and the, the bell rings, and I go in there, and I start throwing a couple little shots, and my rhythm just wasn't there. I wasn't pop, 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 pop. I went all of a sudden. I went flat-footed, and I was throwing I wasn't even throwing. I just got, I got real trigger shy and I started putting my back to the cage, which is like the first no no that, that that we that we do in our camp. It's always staying off of the cage. That's all we worked on. And immediately I got trigger shy, wasn't throwing, wasn't moving, and then I put my back on the cage and um and he uh he, yeah, he caught me with a head kick one and, and it, it just I never really got my uh my balance. He caught me with a head kick and I and I blocked it, but it went through my guard. It went through my block, kinda threw my equilibrium off. And um and he capitalized on that. But I knew I was off, man. I even saw at one point right before he hit me with the head kick, I hit him with the head kick and, and I, I set it up kinda nicely. I, I faint I faked a left hand, just barely faked it, and then I threw the left head kick instead. And he went low to, to like catch a low kick, but the, the 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 head kick went over his uh his guard and hit him right in the head. But it like barely even grazed him. And I knew then I was like I just landed a head kick and it didn't even didn't even Phase him at all because I had no power on it. I didn't follow through, and something was off right there. That should that could have been the end of the fight, but instead, it didn't even put a bump on his head. So,
0: did your kids see the fight?
3: Uh, no, I usually show them my fights, but he didn't. Like, I, I really didn't even see it myself. I have to go. And your
0: wife there. is she a nervous wreck during the fight? That she sees you get knocked out, is she crying?
3: Uh, she, you know, she cried like when I won my UFC debut. I don't know if she cried when I she's lost. she's Cry when think. you
0: win, not when you lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little rough, right there. Yeah.
3: Um. But she, you know, she's very emotionally feeling everything that I'm feeling. You know, we've got that strong of a bond where she feels my emotions too. But with that said, she's been with me. We've been together since you know my very first Muay Thai fight. So you know, counting all that stuff, she's been to like 30 of my fights. So she's used to it. She's used to like
0: it. Like I said, man, I remember the first day we walked into Legends together, and to see you in up there on, on the UFC, I'm just like. I'm so amazed, and and you're not. And it's also like you're a guy that doesn't have to fight. I mean, you're fighting. You're just a fighter, mm-hmm. but you're not one of these guys that has like one tooth and like <laughs> yeah, you know. You you're from Brazil, and you're like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, if you don't win, everyone in the favelas is gonna fucking <laughs> no go. Favela, go yeah. No, no, no one's gonna eat. I mean, you're, you're you have so many things you can do. You could be an actor. You could be this. You could be that. The fact that thank you're a you. fighter just goes to show, like. How you're really a fighter. You're yeah. not. You're and then all your fights, most of them that I watch, you're getting your ass kicked. And then all of a sudden, you're it, they're fucking Rocky, which I get very worried about you. Like I said, I'm like, you know, eventually mm. this style of fighting is dangerous. And yeah. as much as the fans love it, the guys like Matt Brown, Diego Sanchez, you get, you know, you get these guys who get hurt, get angry, win. You might run into a guy who's not going to let you come back. You know, so. You know, I, like if I was your coach, I'd be, I'd have an ulcer by now.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, they they hate it, man. It's it's you know we we have discussed this so many times, and it's something that I really want to speak to a. Uh, I think I spoke about this on your show one time, but a sports psychologist about it because it's my trigger. It's my trigger. It's it's uh, to break it down real quickly. When a fight starts, is an imaginary energy and a nervous. Kind of le- barrier that I don't want to cross. I just want to, I just want to pick and choose my shots, and I don't want to get hit. I want to pick and choose my shots and don't get hit. And it's just this imaginary energy between me and my opponent. And as soon as he cracks me in the face, I'm like, "Fuck this, dude!" And I just want to <laughs> crack him in the face. And then it becomes like not a street fight, but like te- a technical street it's fight. It's a street just, fight. Yeah, it just becomes like I don't see this imaginary barrier. I don't respect you anymore. And if you hit me, I'm going to hit you harder. That gets my mindset. That becomes my mindset after I get hit. Be- but before then, it's like. Game plan, game plan, execute strategy. Bop. Okay, fuck it, it all goes out the window. So, so what would you change happens. differently? I just, I just need to figure out how to trigger that um, without getting punched. Right. Do
2: you, when you're warming up in the back, I know you always see these guys like slapping each other in the face. Do you have your trainers like hit you a few times? Do you I do used to that? do
3: that, man. My first couple of amateur MMA fights, I would ask my 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 trainer to slap me, and um, he was kind of embarrassed. To do it. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I I kind of like that stuff, man. Like it get, I kind of. It'd be uh, if he slapped you, and then he triggered you, and you start punching. Him yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. hit my trigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I like to be emotionally inve- You know, they say not to fight emotional when it's true because it clouds your it clouds your your thought. And um, but I like to have a little emotion. You know, whenever somebody gets in my face at weigh ins, then it becomes real. Then it becomes a real fight to me. Whenever we're shaking hands and hugging at weigh ins, it's like it's just it's just too professional for me. It's just like okay, yes, we're friends, we'll fight, and then we'll have a beer. But I like to, You know. It's nothing worse than seeing guys fight in every round before they go out there. They touch gloves, give each other a hug, and then they smile and oh, you punch me, good job. I punch you. Like yeah, I don't like that, man. I like to see at the end of a fight be respectful, but. When you're in there, it's 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 kill or be killed, man. I want to see a battle. I think there's a difference though, between
2: fighting emotional and fighting on instinct. Yeah, you know, because you can tell sometimes when guys get mad and they just start going in there, going crazy. But there's mm-hmm. like, you know, you go strategy, you go plan, but then you get hit, and then it's like instinct takes over, and then now yeah. now you, you,
0: know, just, uh, a balance, you just got sure. a huge contract with Versace, right? Yeah.
3: So now I mean now, no, I mean no, uh, <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. Now with the people of Versace, like. Quit getting fucked up. You're you're, you're our fucking. Were they yeah. upset about that?
3: Well, that was another one that I felt kind of down. not like down. fucked up physically, but like your face, like right. Can, um, I don't think they mind, man, because um, the thing is, which is great. Um, obviously, I was a model before I started fighting, and uh, I modeled for like ten years, and then finally fighting was, which you know, uh, was always been in my my heart, my heart. Now that I'm doing that, they hired me as a fighter. They didn't, you know, they didn't hire me as Alan, this model guy. They said, look, you're a UFC fighter. We think you have a great look, and uh, we want you to be part of this campaign. And so, and, and that, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you how much they care. I even, I called my agent before we shot the job, and I was like, dude, I'm going to shoot this huge, you know, Versace campaign. Do I need a, like, do I need to, like, get my feet cleaned up or, like, a manicure or a pedicure? Like, you know, I have, like, matte feet. You know, blisters and, like, <laughs> like the, you know, those little things. I have calluses and, you know, just nasty shit like that that I don't think they, they're aware of. And so he goes. Well, let me check. My, my agent Jason calls the people at Versace or calls uh, Bruce Weber, the photographer, and they said, "No, no, no, don't touch a thing. They want you to be as uh, uh, authentic as possible." Right. And I was like, "Okay, man." But you know, so that's what they wanted. They wanted me to come in there with calluses. Did they have you with
0: hot model chicks? In your own
3: toenails? Yeah. Um. Um. Man, I'm not supposed to. I don't think. I don't know. I'm supposed to speak in <laughs> detail too much. But yeah, there was one. Um, I'll say there was one supermodel chick that shot the campaign w- w- with me. It was she, a, it was was she all over you or no? Uh, we did have a pretty, a pretty uh, steamy shot. One of the, one of the scenes. Now, Was your wife did on she, set with you? She wasn't. It was shot in. Uh, it, it wasn't shot in L.A. So. Where was it shot? It was in uh, in Brooklyn. They flew to Brooklyn. So, what's that?
0: They flew to Brooklyn for the shoot. Yeah. yeah That's pretty badass. Nice. Did, nice.
3: The, did the girls have matte feet too? <laughs> <laughs> not at
2: all, man. No. No, they
3: have that badge. Thank God. Oh. Uh, but yeah, they wanted that authentic look, so I don't think it mattered. You know, I don't think it mattered if I was beat up, looking or whatever. That's awesome. They hired me as a fighter, man. And um, you have a cool
0: wife to not get jealous too. That's
3: yeah, that. no, and I played it really well. You know, after the scene, I called my wife, and I was kind of thinking like, even though my wife is super cool and not jealous, it's hard to be like, you know, uh, how you know, you look at the movies, and even though Brad Pitt's having a sex scene with somebody, whatever, he's an actor. It doesn't matter, man. People get emotional yeah, yeah. and people get jealous you know look what happened he, he did that, that movie with Angelina Jolie and he right. dumped his wife after so I was like I need to play this a certain way I don't want to be called up and, and, and kind of like push it away I don't want to be like uh, you know babe um, they made me kiss this <laughs> super hot you know <laughs> so I just called I called her up immediately after and I was just like I was like babe guess what your boy killed it man I killed it they gave me an opportunity me and the the the, the supermodel chick man we were like kissing and doing this and that and they were loving it man they we killed it i think i think we're going to get like you know the cover the you know the the, the final shot for the for the ad and everything, and she was so pumped up for me. So wait,
0: you said you guys? You, wait, you do throw in kissing too, or no?
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I pretty much told her that. You know, we had like a steamy, a steamy type love scene. You know, so man, um, <laughs> what what's so? up? I just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't lie. I just it, it, the way you word things, you know, women react differently. And babe, if you, babe, if you, we are gonna
0: make so much money. That's what we're you exactly, gonna exactly. we're you, gonna kill it. By think, the way,
3: we, uh, <laughs> she uh, blew me. it
0: was unbelievable. <laughs> it was great. She swallowed. If, if you
3: act like you're hiding something, or if you know. Uh, they, they sense that stuff, so you just yeah. have to come all out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you have to come all out, all over her face. Exactly. You're like, oh, it was. You got to come out right away and just just be very open yeah. with it and confident about it. Like, and be like, I wanted her to be proud of me. Like, babe, I did my thing. I handled my business. Like, this is why they booked me. Yes, we killed it. We're gonna get paid, and she was pumped. So let's go. all you?
0: You're th- you're a professional. You know, I'm sure
3: she knows
2: all. that. Do you think it's harder for her to watch you in a tough fight, or if Making she had to watch way. you right? with another woman?
3: No, I think she. Um, in a tough fight for sure man yeah. i mean my 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 wife she appreciates a beautiful woman so i'm, I'm very happy like, she brings some other girls for you no she's not oh. like that but <laughs> but but she appreciates beautiful women you know what yeah. i mean like we're the type of couple that you know if you go people watching at a basketball game or something she's not like checking out hot dudes. she's always like check her out check her out you know so it makes it easier on me Like i'm kind of lucky for that nice
0: All right, so someone else who has a hot wife we're going to call right now is Shane Crutchton. He is in the World Series of Fighting. Uh, he also is a Iraq vet. Uh, he also is a Purple Heart recipient and a, tr- and a brown belt
2: over at 10th Planet. Uh, what he does, I, he does have a hot wife. I went to Google him just to like mm-hmm. get a little info. And you know when how Google finishes? Yeah. I put in Shane Crut Before he even got it finished, it said it's Shane Crutchton's wife.
0: Yes, yeah, his wife is a, hot, <laughs> he is a hot Asian wife as well. So we're going to call Shane. He's actually looking for a date— for the Marine Ball, because his wife can't go with him. Hello, this Shane. Hey, Shane, what's up? It's Adam Hunter, Alan Juban, and Tyler Bowe on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How
4: are you, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. How you doing? Uh, I'm at my golf lesson.
0: <laughs> Wait, really? You're, you're taking golf lessons?
4: <laughs> yeah, man. Got to up my game. I'm getting old.
0: Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Now, uh, we're here with Alan. Remember, we went, went and saw Alan's fight.
4: Oh yeah, Alan,
3: Alan yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, brother? What's going on, bro?
0: Now, um, now, Shane, if, you, if uh, all you listeners out there, uh, Shane is a—you uh, y- are an Iraqi vet. You're a Marine, right? Marine. Yeah. Uh, you are a Purple Heart recipient. You're a fighter in the World Series yeah. of Fighting. Your record is what? Eleven and two. 3 three.
4: Eleven
0: and three, and you have a hot Asian wife. <laughs> so we were <laughs> we we were we were, we were we were talking about that. Um, now, how long, how many uh, services? Did, how many times did you go over to uh, Iraq or Afghanistan?
4: Uh, oh, I have one and two, so two times.
0: Two times Iraq, two times Afghanistan.
4: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. none none to Afghanistan.
0: None to Afghanistan, Iraq, and and you were a, a Marine. So, what what were some of the things that you had to do? Uh,
4: I was an infantryman, so you know, clearing houses, door to door stuff, uh, going. Uh, setting up checkpoints and searching, uh, random individuals, taking down high profile targets. Um, you know, uh shoot, uh, destroying the country. That was a good thing to do. Uh, no, <laughs> we just, you know, we, you know, we had to uh, set up, uh, bases and, and routes. So that way uh, transportation could come through the country. There's a lot of infrastructure along with the combat. It wasn't just all combat. Nice. Now you did get shot, right? Uh, I got, I got hit by uh, IED. So, uh, and IED went off and uh, ended up impacting me, ended up uh, causing my Marine Corps career.
0: Wow. Now, what Now what exactly happened to you?
4: Yeah, I screwed up my legs pretty good. And uh, also uh, rattled my brain good enough to where they didn't think uh, I should be in the Marine Corps anymore. They offered me a desk job. And uh, there's something about being a uh, desk jockey that wasn't appealing to me because I'm a go-getter and a, a warrior at heart. So... Description papers wasn't my thing, and I ended up just uh, deciding to get out when they gave me that opportunity.
0: Well, I'm, I've, I've, I've hung out with you before. I can't believe they even let you there like in the first place. I can't believe that your brain actually uh, was. So um, now, now I've told the story before, but we have a lot of new listeners. So then you get out of the military. You balloon up to 250 pounds, right?
4: Yeah, uh, 262 pounds. I uh, got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, I went through a lot of mental issues, physical issues. Uh, self sponsored myself by Burger King and every fast food joint on the block. Uh was living in Wisconsin, so fried cheese curds, drinking at the bar, came in a, a raging alcoholic and raging fat fast food uh fan. Ended up going up two sixty two and um I'm not a frame, if anybody googles me, I'm not a frame to be two hundred and sixty two pounds. And uh yeah, just just it just was spiraling downhill to the point where I could barely walk up a, a flight of stairs to my apartment.
0: I mean you fight at one forty five, correct?
4: <laughs> Correct,
0: so, so so you were 262 and then you got involved with cocaine, which is like you're probably the fattest coquette out there.
4: <laughs> yeah yeah, probably. Yeah. I uh, met a bartender at the bar, and uh you know next thing you know, we had a, a little fling, and she was a, she was a runner for a coke head, for a coke dealer, and so I had an uh, endless supply of alcohol at night and fast food because I'd just go in the bar and she'd feed me give me drinks and cocaine, and it was a, it was a hell of a good free ride for a while.
0: Now, did we? Now, when did you start training?
4: Uh, I, I wrestled when I was a kid, and then uh, ended up uh, letting that go. So I could obviously join the Marine Corps in 2006. I went to a uh, a bar in 2006 2007 time frame. I went to a bar in the middle of Wisconsin uh, by invite. My buddy asked me, "Hey, you want to go to a fight?" I had no idea what fighting. You know, I've seen fighting on TV. I saw Tito Ortiz and you know the Gracie and all that. So I kind of knew what it was, but I had no real idea what it was. So I walked in and I, a guy came up to me. I was, I was fat, overweight, drinking alcohol. And he goes, you look like a big dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big dude. And, uh, I tried, I tried claiming to him that I had been in some, uh, quote bar fights as well as, uh, (laughs) McMap training. So McMap in case people don't know is Marine Corps martial arts. It's an absolute joke. And, uh, he offered me a $500 bar tab. If I get in there and I, I throw down and I did for 15 minutes, I got in there three, five minute rounds and I won the fight. Damn. So
0: then after that, so you, were uh, like, you were like, you know what, maybe after, I should start actually training.
4: <laughs> yeah. I moved, packed up my car. I had five grand in my pocket and moved to California thinking I was going to be a, a world renowned UFC star in about a month a year. And, uh, let's just say that didn't work out that well. And, uh, but you know, it, it, it Made me a lot more humble, and I trained with some real killers ever since then.
0: Well, I mean, you're in the World Series of Fighting. You got, I mean, you're uh, you're a brown belt, correct? Yep. And you're a brown belt under uh, Tenth Planet.
4: Uh, brown belt under Roy Harris, and then uh, under Eddie, uh, I'm still a purple belt.
0: Nice. And then you also you you, you took fourth in the Gracie Nationals, correct? Recently, or
4: yeah. Yeah, Gracie, yep. And then yesterday I took second at the uh, Subcon, and then this weekend is uh, World.
0: Nice. So you're obviously doing really, really well. Uh, now, your last fight, uh, which was your first fight at the World Series of Fighting, I watched it. They put you in with some fucking killer. Uh, yeah. You were doing okay until y- your eye fell out.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could say that. I, uh I think I was doing good. I, I thought that, you know, I was definitely had the ground game um, advantage on him. I thought that my length was uh, better. Um, I could have used my, my jabbing a little more, and I didn't. Um, I, I, I was trying to uh, implement a implement a strategy that we didn't talk about in the gym at all. And uh got a lot of heat for it. But at the same time, when I stood toe-to-toe with him, I got in the pocket, and I, I caught a thumb. It disappeared in my eye. Um, yeah, my eye... Fucked up my eye pretty good. Uh, four eye surgeries later, and here I am. Uh, I've been begging, biting at the bit, texting Ali and texting uh, Ray Seppo, um, you know, just saying, calling a few people out. Um, I know on your Periscope uh, little thing that we did, oh, well, did do, in your comedy show. Oh, yeah, show. G-
0: Georgie Caracan, got very angry at you. Now, no, but what, ha- <laughs> now, what, what happened to your eye, though? Like, what exactly happened?
4: So I tore, I tore the retina. Uh,
3: tore the retina and fractured the eye socket. Well, have you ever done that, Alan? No, but I, I this last fight I had to go through a couple uh what is it? An optometrist is that the eye doctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to see a yeah. couple of them because I was having some uh, flashes uh, in my, my left eye before and after, and I was worried about that man a possible tear in the retina. It turned out to yeah. be nothing, I think. But uh, yeah, so 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 what do you what do you do from now? You had a torn retina, and and does that just heal itself? Uh, as normal, and you can go back into fighting, or is there some precautions now?
4: Uh, I went through four surgeries. Um, first surgery was like a week after the fact at Shiley Eye Center in San Diego, and then I had to go up to uh, LA uh, to a specialist. Uh, World Series paid for everything. Um, everything's fine. I've been I've been cleared uh, by the doctors, so that's why I got was able to get back into training and start training uh, pretty heavy with the Greek brothers and everybody. Um, getting back into it active but that's why you know I, I walk around normally at about 190 180 to 190 so um, being able to get back into it now I'm walking around in the 60s again uh, so I'm ready whenever it is you you're so
0: funny because people in the UFC will be like Adam try to help me get a fight so I, I'll like tweet out like hey, this guy needs a fight, like we did to one with, what's his name, uh, the Bulldog, uh, David Mashad, yeah. who wants to fight? And fucking Shane here goes, I'll fight him. I'm like, you're not in the UFC, <laughs> you, but, but this dude wants to fight anybody. I mean, I mean you, you, you and Georgie Caracanya went at it uh, on Twitter. He got really angry. He, he, he like called you up, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgie, Georgie called me because he thought, he goes, are you really mad at me, bro? You're really mad at me? Oh, fuck, man! Like I, I love Georgie. Georgie's a Georgie's a fucking murderer. He's a killer. No, uh, no, great heart.
0: Now you are you are a good fighter, but some of your wins, I gotta say, that organization should not be allowed to put on fights.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reserve uh, comment on that. But okay. you know what you know, you know what we I'm curious. About. Would you There's more? this
0: thing called Explosion, right? Fight series, oh, oh, explosion. and it's in San Diego. And they'll put a one guy they'll put like Shane Crutch in or they'll put like you know willow Watson versus like the guy they just picked up at fucking seven yeah, yeah, eleven or i don't know what they're doing they're going to bail bonds and bail people out. It looks like these people should not be allowed to fight like it it's the most shadiest am I right come on
3: yeah it is the, the, you know to
4: be fair to be fair to everybody you know it, it happens all over the country and unfortunately with today's age you gotta you know some fighters you know you got to build you got to build when you can get a fight and mm-hmm. when you start when you start making a name on the regional circuit people don't want to fight you anymore so you kind of i mean if if scraps are going to fall at your feet you got to you got to gobble the, the scraps up and it, Yeah no rough. I'm not faulting you um, for taking
0: the fight and winning yeah, I, just, no, no. I just I just think some I, of those matchups that they that they put on are like it's just bad for yeah. the sport someone's going to die or get like paralyzed and then they're going to be like they're going to look into it and all these real organizations that put on competitive fights are, are the ones that are going to be fucked.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, it's not yeah. the fighter's fault. Like you said, like, it's tough to get a fight sometimes, You know, especially when, when you start put, having a good record here in L.A. Guys don't want to fight you on the regional show, so you have yeah. to go elsewhere to find fights. It, it's just the promotion. They're getting a bad rap. And, and like you said, because yeah. like, I know guys that fight there that have fought there and—, and, and it's like guys go to weigh-ins and they'll weigh in and then the day of the fight, their opponent won't show up. What you never understood. Why, why would you even cut the weight and then not show up for the fight? But then they'll go across the street to the barbecue guys and the, barbe- the guys that run the barbecue place always seem to step in as a reserve because I've had two or three opponents fight guys that work at the barbecue joint across the street or something like that uh, or, or in the parking lot or whatever it was, wherever they worked. And, uh, yeah, I don't understand that. But when I was fighting for RFA... I uh, I wanted to get some some fights elsewhere as well to keep to stay busy and and they wouldn't allow me, uh, the RFA contract wouldn't allow me to fight and uh, explode, explode because yeah. yeah a lot of promotions do have uh, a, a problem Claws with fighting against that, it, yeah. exactly
0: yeah so uh but but Shane I mean obviously your 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 ground game is there your top game is there uh you're you're a very good fighter uh, I know you and War Machine were good friends right you guys were no kidding. <laughs> <Didn't>, <laughs> Remember we were at that we, 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 we Shane comes to my show and there's like a parent comes and War Machine was like coaching her parent's kid uh-huh. uh, and I was like yeah you probably might want to not have your kid have a teacher named War Machine or just in general <laughs> and, uh, and I remember that and that was that was that was pretty, yeah. that was pretty damn funny uh, now uh, yeah. now w- one of the reasons you're on the show is that you, there's a Marine Ball which is the biggest ball for Marines ever. And your wife is sick, and she can't go. Uh, so you need a date. Tore her knee, yeah. Okay, your wife Torney, knee, is it doing yoga or something, or what? what,
4: what, what? Uh, no, uh, getting ready for the tryouts for the national team for the Filipino national team to play in the World Cup.
0: For what? what for what? What sport? Soccer.
4: Uh, soccer World Cup.
0: Oh, your wow. wife is a, is, a, is a pro soccer player.
4: Yeah, uh, she was getting ready for the tryouts for the Filipino national team. Uh.
0: Dude, his wife is so fucking hot. I mean, <laughs> anyway, so uh, now, <laughs> so now your wife can't go. Now, what if you get a date though, and this chick, you had a couple drinks in you, and then this chick likes you, and then you know grabs your cock. Aren't you going to be like putting yourself in a tough situation here?
4: No, no, I got I got a lot of respect for my fallen brother, so that would never uh, never occur.
0: What if your brothers are like, hey, listen, we, we would like you to get a hand job, and this, this chick is hot. We won't say anything. I mean, I, I don't know. It just it seems like you're you're, you're setting yourself up for uh, a big problem here, no?
4: No, I know my wife. Wa- I know my wife. Somehow, some way, she's Filipino, so she's hiding around the corner with a fucking knife ready to slice my throat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're looking for a date, right? You're looking for a date. Yep. Okay. So any girls out there? If you want to go to the Marine it's gotta Ball, it's got
4: to be it's got to be a Gold Star family member. A gold so, a Gold Star family member is a family, uh, wife, mother, daughter of a Marine that uh, was killed in action in Iraq or Afghanistan.
0: Okay, all right. So, ladies out there, if you are from a Gold Star family member and want to go to the Marine Ball, this guy's a perfect gentleman. Uh, he's a recovering cokehead. You don't have to worry about doing blow. Uh, he's a nice guy. He helped coach my wrestling team. He's a fighter. Uh, he's got a big dick, but he won't he won't whip it out, right? No. Nope. Okay. So so you're the guy, right? So right. I mean, come on. Sell yourself here, dude. Why should a girl go with you? Yeah.
4: Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a you know, if they want to they want to have a good night in honoring honoring their uh, their marine that has fallen in combat. I mean, I would love to. Uh, you know, I'd love to honor their Marine that, uh, you know, gave the ultimate sacrifice and just bring them to the ball and show them a good night and uh, how the Marine Corps parties.
0: Nice. Good for you. Now, I, I saw that video that you pitched at the San Diego Padre game, right?
4: Yeah, I, I, I threw out the first pitch there this year.
0: You put it the oh, first cool, pitch, but then you also, but you did a thing where you threw a pitch like it was a, a, a grenade and then jumped on the mound.
4: Yeah, well, I crawled up the backside of the mound and pissed off all the ground screw because they had just painted the uh, San Diego logo <laughs> on the back of it. So I crawled up the backside of it, popped up, pulled the pin on the grenade, which was the baseball, and then threw it, and I threw a perfect pitch. Well, the so thing were, was yeah. – so
0: so you so you showed it to me, right? And they tweeted out, yeah. Major League Baseball, and you're like, look at this cool tweet. You should retweet this. I'm like, okay – but then all these people were commenting, like, he's celebrating war. This is terrible. <laughs> this is not cool. We shouldn't even be in Afghanistan. We shouldn't be in Iraq. So I'm like, I retweeted yeah. this. I got in the middle of a fucking, like, a liberal versus. <laughs> I'm like, what? what the fuck do I, what, what am I doing here? But anyway, listen. Yeah. Listen, so Shane, you're looking for a fight, World Series of Fighting.
4: Someone's going to step up and fight you, 145. I'll take, I'll take one anywhere. I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I know some people in uh, another little organization, you know, that, uh, that I I know some people over there. If, if the right opportunity comes, I think I could get signed over there. So all
0: right, so you'll we'll fight see, anyone. But, all right, okay. I don't give
4: a shit. I don't give uh, one eighty five and below.
0: Wow, you really are a fucking nut job. Uh, I love you, man. <laughs> I, I Shane, I love you. I come back and help. By the way, Shane helped coach my wrestling team. He was great. He he did a great oh, yeah. job coaching the kids. He's a badass dude. You're you're a true friend. Thank you for being my friend, man.
4: Thank you, brother. Absolutely, man. Friendship means a lot. All right. So where can people find you? Uh, s Crutchen MMA. S-K-R-U-C-H-T-E-N MMA is Twitter. Or Shane Crutchen MMA is my uh, Facebook. Or you can just Google me. It's not hard to find me.
0: Yeah, and if you put Shane Crutchin Hot Wife, your wife will show up, by the way
4: if you if you start to type shane crutchin in in google the fourth search engine on there is my wife for some reason by the way
0: uh, my so i'm at the comedy palace this week this friday and saturday in san diego oh, yeah, yeah. and the guy that ran it met your wife and spent all night took he took a picture of her he's convinced she's been in a porno so he he <laughs> he, 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 he google imaged her he said he spent like 19 hours trying to find your wife naked has she been in a porno ever
4: hey man uh, uh, no <laughs> oh okay,
0: all right. Well, thanks a lot, Shane. I'll I'll, I'll talk to you soon, man. Hell yeah, ten planning for life. Take care. Take care. All right, that was Bye. Shane Bye. Crutchin Nice guy. That was Zach Miller. Yeah, no, yeah, Zach Miller. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, yeah, He's a nice guy, Shane. Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: he's been through a lot. He, he didn't oh. answer the question right away, though. But the yeah, porno? Yeah. Maybe little, she
0: has. <laughs> yeah. There's a little hesitation there. there. <laughs> Maybe she has. There's something off there. But Dude,
2: uh, what was that? Just the life stories of some of these guys is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, what he's been through and what he's uh, overcome and, and where he's at now. It's
0: yeah, it shows you how great MMA is, man. Like, these people, like, they, a guy like that needed something like this to stay focused. Uh, by the way, so this week, there's a lot of great fights. Uh, Bellator on Friday night, uh, Saturday, UFC. Let's go over some of these fights. Uh, Pitbull, uh, for, uh, you know, Pitbull from Bellator, the two brothers, uh, fighting Daniel Strauss. You know Daniel?
3: Yeah. Uh, you ever good. train with him? No, I never trained with him, but he's a, he's a beast man.
0: Nice guy, lives in Florida, came to my show, big comedy fan. Yeah. Huge, him and his wife are a huge comedy fan. they got a bunch of kids. This guy, like, like you meet him, you're like, oh, this guy's a Rasta guy that works at the fucking, at mm-hmm. the, like, the local head shop. He's a killer. Yeah. Uh, but but he, he lost to uh, Pitbull before. This is the rematch. What do we like in this fight?
3: I haven't been following Bellator too closely lately, but, uh, but I'm familiar with both of them, Pitbull and um and Patrick Strauss. Freer, yeah. Uh, yeah, Fierro. Yeah, 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 right. The big, the bigger one. The yeah, bigger one. <laughs> but but man, I'm gonna uh, 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 Strauss is the champ, still so right now, right? He he's defending the belt, correct?
0: I think Pitbull's a champ. Oh, Pitbull's a yeah, champ. Yeah, Pitbull's now. the champ. Yeah, oh, yeah. What
3: do I know? But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Strauss, man. He, he's he's a beast. And you? Yeah, I like Strauss.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with Strauss as well. Also, Will Brooks, uh, who's my favorite person to follow on Twitter, because he's always got beef with somebody, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he, and he gets Marcin held. Another great fighter. Uh, who do we like on that?
3: Uh, I'll go with Brooks, cause only because I'm more familiar with him.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, Michael Chandler versus David Rickles. The rematch. Uh, Rickles uh, is coming over. Uh, John Alessio. I thought he, he, he obviously he got I think he disqualified. Alessio couldn't continue or something. But mm. uh, Rickles, the caveman, against Chandler. Who do we like? Chandler. Chandler, same well. And Bobby Lashley versus James Thompson. Bobby Lashley's back, man. Yeah. Bobby Lashley against the Colossus. James Thompson. Oh, uh,
3: yeah, yeah. And this is a rematch yeah. as well, yeah. I believe.
0: Thompson um, won the first one. But the winner of this, they're saying, is gonna fight Kimbo, in
3: uh, Kimbo Slice, which doesn't even make sense (laughs) to me. But (laughs) why? (laughs) Like that's that's the award. Kimbo, like (laughs) (laughs) really climbing the ladder,
0: right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, money wise and attraction wise, I
2: guess. (laughs) Yeah, regardless, he's he's one of those dudes that's always gonna be a draw. Did you train with Kimbo?
3: Because no, I didn't. And I love watching him fight, but it's just like in. (laughs) When you really look at like rankings and shit, it's like so the winner gets Kimbo. I don't yeah. understand it at all. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Kimbo's like no, but he's yeah. he's a dude that like you hear like you know when you talk to like casual MMA like you say talk, talk yeah, to casual yeah, people yeah. and they're like oh what, what do you think of Kimbo Slice and you're just like oh god. Mm. Uh, but but still people know him because the YouTube and his story and all that. And, and his
3: last Kimbo's last fight was the Shamrock. Yeah, the one, right? Shamrock, yeah. That which was, was the one that was yeah that pretty was very kind of questionable. Shady, yeah, <laughs> something. I'm still not even certain about that fight. So
1: <laughs> how, how did he get out of
0: that rear naked choke? i yeah. still, I still think that was the, that was probably the first worked fight. Other than the Mark Coleman fight that I, I didn't see live, the the Coleman versus uh, somebody in Japan over in yeah. Pride. He fought like a professional wrestler that like yeah. forgot his name, but uh, that was that was a worked fight. That was a worked fight. I, there's no way that Kimbo when they locked up, they locked up like two pro wrestlers that like like. It just didn't make any sense. By the way, uh, these fight picks are brought to you by Tip a Fighter, uh, where we will, uh, you can tip fighters and have them make more money and throw fun money in their direction. Uh, so, fighters, get with Tip a Fighter, and you get it paid by the fans. Uh, I am guarantee your cartwheel kick would have had many people throwing you money. Mm. Also, um, AI, American Icon Autographs, dot the best sports celebrity memorabilia and events – their past signings have included Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marloose Conan, and more. Uh, okay, so we like James Thompson or Lashley?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Lashley, man. I like him. I was just watching a little interview with him on Inside MMA, and um, I mean, he's just a big, imposing-looking guy. And I don't know. I, I believe he lost the first fight. He did. To he, lost, he lost Thompson. He has he gas- two losses. He gasses out, I mean, mm. which is... You you would imagine when you're carrying around that much muscle, but um I think he he's kind of figured out some things and uh I can't I can't see him l- losing again to Thompson. I mean Thompson uh he's been fighting forever. forever. Yeah. I mean he he forever, he, he knocked
0: out Dan Severn. He beat Dan not Dan Severn. He and he beat yeah. Don Fry in a, in a pretty epic fight. Yeah. But I mean he James Thompson when Kimbo was first on TV. Remember his ear exploded. Yeah. The that ear was, explosion. I mean. <sighs>
3: That was pretty awesome. But yeah, I got I got Lashley in this one.
0: Saturday night, uh UFC
2: Vitor Belfort versus Dan Henderson. That I love this be, card. I really love the card. It, you know what's it's it does there's not like a ton of like high profile uh fights on it, but to me there's a lot of fun fights. Like I I love Hendo. Uh I got I got to go with him. Uh there's a lot of guys like I I'm a fan of Glover Teixeira. Um uh who else we got on there? Clay Guida. That dude's just scrapping.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's before we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just... But, uh, so, but the thing about Dan Henderson, I love Dan Henderson, too. I mean, he's he's one of my favorite fighters ever. Uh, I just really wish that he would have retired after the Tim Boach fight. I, I think that was the fight to go out on. He looked great in that fight. He, yeah. He, he knocked him out in a minute, you know? And, you know, what is Hendo... I don't think Hendo's going to win a title... Yeah. Uh, especially
3: yeah. TRT last time. And he's been in so many wars. Why does he keep needing to do this? I I agree. And he's a legend and everybody has respect for him. But the thing is, if, if he's still floating around just to kind of get uh interesting matchups, let's say, he's not the type of person that necessarily puts a a ton of butts in the seats. You know what I mean? I mean he, he's he's the kind of guy that okay, Hindle's fighting, you'll probably watch. But is it a must order pay per view type guy? Does he sell you know he's not that kind of guy in my eyes so I, I I would go out on top I mean he, he's a legend he's he's done everything he needs to do and, and he had an amazing fight last fight So I think more people are
0: turning into Belfort right now they want to see what Belfort has left yeah, uh, yeah. the Chris Wyman fight he was actually doing okay until yeah, Wyman he took him down his and, ass
3: for a minute and then he,
0: so because people you know Vitor Belfort I mean B- TRT Belfort I think might have been the greatest ever one of them I mean <laughs> yeah. the guy who yeah. knocked out Luke Rockhold uh, yeah. and Dan Henderson and Bisbing and Bisbing and he was just Doing these like supernatural kicks that I've never—I mean, T.R.T. Belfort, I think was like it was like a lab. It was like a lab. It was like you made him in a lab, yeah. and it was a video game where you had the best player. You're like, no one's gonna beat my fucking Mortal Kombat Belfort. T.R.T. Less Belfort is getting I questionable. Mean, very questionable. I mean, very questionable.
3: So he, he will always have that killer instinct when he see when he when he smells blood. He'll always attack, attack, attack. But now the the uh, no-T or a-T, Belfort. Yeah. After he attacks, man, he's got a, he's sucking wind for a little while. You know what I mean? He's sucking wind.
0: His chin's <laughs> exposed. Uh, so who wins this fight? I, I I almost think Hendo wins this fight. I, but it's in Brazil. So he's going to have the Brazilians behind him. And I feel like maybe that could make up for the lack of of, of of gas that he might. When you right, I mean, when you have the whole country behind you. Screen. Interesting,
3: man. And I'm I'm just trying to. I didn't really do my research on this one, but this would be a rematch again, right? This yeah. is And this is one it's that the third fight, the third time. Did he win
0: the first one? I have know Vitor
3: won the first time. Um, I think he dropped him and grounded. Oh, this was the second
0: fight. Yeah, this rematch. So yeah. maybe
3: this is a rematch. Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go with Vitor, man. He's just he's he's such an explosive guy. Um, just he can't let Hendo get on top of him. Man, when um, when Wyman got on top of him, his black belt went down to like a blue belt. Yeah, real and, fast. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy that he he was throwing you know up punches when from the when he was mounted rather than trying to hip escape or shrimp out of there. Um, it it was kind of bewildering. Yeah, it was weird, right? Right. He he didn't try to escape. He didn't try to. You know, get in a half guard. He was trying to punch back while somebody was pounding on him, and then he and he kind of just gave up. Maybe his bell was rung and he wasn't thinking right, but it's got to be instinctual after fighting your entire life and being a black belt your entire life that when somebody has you in mount, don't try to punch upward against gravity. <laughs> just try to get the fuck out of there. And he didn't do that. So if Hindle gets on top, he could be in some serious trouble if he's dropping. Do you think H a lot of it is him. mental
0: because I I heard stories about Belfort like when he the first time he fought Vanderlay. And I've heard this from numerous people that he was hiding underneath a table and they wouldn't – he wouldn't come out for like an hour or for like a, a long time because he, he didn't – he was scared. And then he comes out there and wins in like 20 seconds. Like he just that, – that fight. Mm-hmm. But he was hiding underneath a table backstage at Pride and they had to convince him. I've heard this from people that are like in the know. I didn't hear it just from like the guy at the barbershop. Like he actually was like – I heard it from fighters that like Vitor Belfort is one of the most mental – yeah, cases where, you know, even not having that TRT, mentally he's a broken man.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and all fighters are so, so. You know, it is such a mental, you know, uh, case. You always, you always going through this mental fight. But it's so. I've never heard that story, but it's so. Almost hard to imagine looking at Vitor. He's so kind of you know, under a table. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Him hiding under a table because he's so he stands behind everything. You know, like it yeah. was a h- terrible
0: hiding spot too, under a table. People could <laughs> just see right, you. <laughs> right? They just
4: like
3: Vitor, see yo, you under a table. We could still see you, man.
2: Uh, so it's okay. So uh, I you w- like? I would like to see Dan Henderson win and then maybe hang him up after this.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's like married. You see his wife. Do you see the, his new wife. He, he married to like a 23-year-old. They had a wedding. She wore like a bikini at the wedding. <laughs> I, 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 it was like a – it was a themed wedding that like <laughs> – A themed wedding. It was. Right. And she wore a bikini. I swear. There's, there's pics out there of them doing like the electric slide or something. It's just – and you're like, this guy's having fun. He's got a gym. I think he probably runs Team Quest. That's his gym out there, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's
3: more of a uh, like an open to the public type gym so now. Yeah, so he's making gym. money. He's making money.
0: He's making money yeah. there. He's No one's ever going to be like – Dan Henderson didn't accomplish. So, I mean, no. he, he was the first ever, I think, Pride and UFC champion. Yeah. I mean, he's got so Double much. Double weight
3: class. I mean, everything. He's done it all. Olympian. Yeah.
2: So what does he need to do this he,
3: for? He could have retired.
2: He could have hung him up years ago. Years and ago. And been, but I, I just I'd like to see him go out on a win. There's always like a difference between what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen. Okay. Uh, I, you know, v, uh, Vitor's uh, crazy, but he has looked uh, you know, not that great since he's off the TRT. I would like to see Hendo win and hang him up on a win. What do you think is going to happen? Um, <laughs> no, I think Hendo could get it, man. He's he's always tough, and he's got he's got those bombs. And
0: I want Hendo to win. I think Belfort's going to
2: win. Uh, I, I okay. agree with that. Pat Cummings versus Glover
0: Teixeira. This uh, Oh interesting. <laughs> see, I, I actually like not telling you guys this before because it's it's good to get your first reactions. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be uh, not that like I'm hiding this from you. You could, yeah. but okay. So Pat Cummings against Glover. I got to give it to Pat. Uh, I think Pat has the edge in wrestling. Although Glover's a good wrestler, Pat's a better wrestler. I think Glover's got more power, but Pat's been knocked out before and knocked out twice by OSP and also by Daniel Cormier, so he's, he realizes his chin's not indestructible. Mm. A lot less damage, less mileage, and I feel like Glover, although he won his last fight uh, against OSP, I believe, yeah. um, for some reason, he's going to have the country behind him. I think Pat's going to pull this off.
3: That's, that's kind of going out on a, on a, on a ledge that, or a limb. Yeah, a ledge.
0: Pulse, yeah, <laughs> limb, a ledge. <laughs> a, I'm just going out, yeah.
3: On a high building. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 this is a cool fight, man. And Pat Cummings, he's, uh, he's one of these guys that if you're not up to par on wrestling, you, you're going to have a, have a we rough... you with him? Yeah, I've, I'm not against him because he's just too physically too damn big. But yeah, I've trained with him at rain. And and that was before he was in the UFC, and that was the word on the street. He was like 4-0, and and nobody... Wanted to take a fight with him. Nobody wanted to train with him. I mean, in the in the room uh, at rain, he would just be taking everybody down. He's just a big imposing monster, and um, that's you know that that's his story. That's how he got into UFC, calling DC out even though he was like with four zero when he got in the UFC, and he's made a name for himself now. Uh, this is a tough fight for him though because Glover, like you said, although he's the better wrestler than Glover, I think Glover's base, his wrestling base, is good enough to. Um, give him some problems so I I got Glover in this one too much power too well rounded
2: yeah I like to share
0: it's so funny though because Pat like so he went to jail uh, for a year and a half or a year with Eric Bradley remember Eric Bradley from Legends oh yeah yeah Eric Bradley I went to Legends and I remember like wrestling wise I was like okay I, I used to be able to do well against most people at Legends wrestling wise because uh, there were newer guys, jiu-jitsu guys, kickboxers. Kick Connor was always, you know, a really good challenge, and mm-hmm. Connor would, would beat me a lot. Uh, but Connor hewn. But then there was this guy that Eddie Bravo was working with, named Eric Bradley, who looked like fucking brown hair, curly hair. This dude was such a beast. He took second in the country, I believe, second or third. So him and Pat Cummings, they go back to the uh, Penn State, start raiding dorm rooms and like just trashing dorm rooms end up getting arrested and go having to do a year in jail. Not like, it was one of those jails where they go on the weekends or at nights. It, was, it wasn't like, they didn't do hard time. Yeah. It was yeah. still the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I remember Pat had just gotten out of jail and was roommates with Mayhem Miller, which is actually probably oh. worse than fucking yeah. living in jail. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I think Pat was running from the cops and staying with Mayhem. Mayhem was like harboring them at one point. Uh, but Mayhem, so Mayhem... Uh, I remember Pat looking at me like I gotta get the fuck out of this house with mayhem. He's like he's like this is he's like this is it's insane here. Yeah. Like he he. But he was so frustrated he couldn't get a fight. He all this shit. But anyway, that was an interesting tidbit about Pat Cummings. But uh, and Eric Bradley, who was such a good wrestler, who you know who, the last time I heard from him, he was on that show Fight Master. Right. He lost on Fight Master. I don't know if he's fought since.
3: I haven't seen him since then either. And he was he was doing really well on this show that you I remember, remember.
0: Legends though, him at Legends.
3: Yeah. You ever for a go short with time, him? He was there. No, I never went with him when he was there. But um, yeah, I remember. I remember the guys talking about him, and uh, he was a, he was a beast on the mat. Beast.
0: He he, he was a beast. So, uh, but Pat Cummings, I like Pat. I think Pat's one of those dudes that somehow also likes being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I think him go him. There's certain like types of wrestlers they go to Brazil and for some reason it, they, they fight a lot better than what you would think. Uh, Pat Cummings being one of them. Uh, Another one being a guy who goes... uh, C.B. Dalloway uh, goes to Brazil, performs better. Another guy that seems to do really well in Brazil is... uh, Nick Lentz, I think, does pretty well in Brazil. Uh, I know what's that... that, uh, Neil Magny uh, Magny, does well in Brazil. Certain guys... Do better. I feel like when the crowd's booing them. How do you do when the crowd is booing you?
3: I've only fought once in Brazil. I lost that fight. That was Uh, bullshit. Yeah, that's the one I got kind of pretty much robbed. So uh, it it didn't play that much an effect. You know, I will say, like I was referring to earlier, that that I kind I I kind of like the emotions of a fight. And uh, for the weigh-ins, you know, they were they were chanting the "You Will Die" thing in Portuguese, and I got really into it, man. Like I was so pumped up at weigh-ins. My 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 Worley Alves got in my face. The crowd was chanting "You Will Die." And uh, I loved it, man. It really—I it had goosebumps. Like I could feel the adrenaline rush. Whereas I've been the—I've been the weigh-ins, and it's just quiet, and it, yeah. and it sucks, you know. So I like. Who liked did Worley Alves recently fight? He fought somebody. He did well, man. He fought a Canadian guy. Uh, he fought a what ca- was a Canadian guy? He, I think he's he's won. One or two fights since since, since we your fought. fight? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, he's fighting this weekend in Australia, I believe. Worley? Yeah, he'll be fighting again. This we- not th- not this weekend. Next I'm sorry, weekend. next weekend. Or next, next weekend. The Ronda Rousey. More weeks, the Ronda Rousey card. Oh, yeah. Now,
0: uh, a, a dear friend of mine, Anthony Bircek, is fighting. Yeah. We had him on the show. He's fighting Thomas Almeida. Uh,
3: oh, that's this card. Yeah. Bercek. Okay, yeah. Wow, that's a really good fight, man. That's uh, going to be tough.
0: Anthony Bercek, I was at his first fight when he lost. He got heel hooked by that, that dude that was like, won all his fights by heel hook mm. and then he won he beat Joe Soto in his last fight knocked out Joe Soto New Orleans yeah um Thomas Almeida is undefeated is a monster yeah. but I was at the fight where he got hurt he, he got cracked by um yeah by the Irish dude uh come on MMA Rosa stats yeah he, he got um god
3: yeah, with the hat and the, is the it suspenders yeah uh, is it Siri one on that uh, oh, no, no,
0: no, no. oh, Brad Pickett Brad Pickett, Brad one Pickett punch. hurt him one punch hurt him yeah um can Burchick pull it off? I'm I'm obviously going to go for Burchick. I want Burchick. Listen to the podcast. I love his wife. I love his the whole thing. Yeah, but it's
3: going to be tough. I, I, Alan, I'm, I, I'm a fan of both of these guys as fighters. Uh, I know Burchick a little bit, so I, I, I'm going for him on this fight. Um, but this is the thing. I think uh, Almeida is a very tough opponent, but I think Burchick has a, a really good chance. Not only just because of, of his style, but but um, Thomas Almeida is MSA. Yeah. His name Thomas Almeida. The thing about him, man, he's a, he's a long guy. He's a long, like, tall guy. He's not a short guy at all, a tall, tall, skinny guy. But he doesn't fight tall. He, he doesn't fight long at all. He gets inside, and he f- likes to, like, slip punches and fight inside of the pocket. And I remember watching that last fight where he got rocked, thinking, why is he fighting inside of the pocket with this guy? You know, he's in there trying to throw elbows and slip uppercuts and things like that, when he should just be fighting long. And finally, you know, I think he threw the switch knee and caught him. Do you that- fight long? What's that? You don't fight long. Yeah, well, I'm, I can critique other people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what are these guys taking punches for? So, um, the thing about him, yeah, man, even though he's a super crafty striker, I mean, he, he's, he's a blast to watch. I think he's got bonuses on every one of his UFC fights as well. Um, but he doesn't fight that long. And um, if Birchak capitalizes on that and fights real long, man, he... he or if he,
0: he fights he's short, you're saying if Burchak if, if he gets in with Birchak, Burchak can land a hook?
3: Yeah, well, if Berchek, th- if Almeida if Almeida if they both stay long and then it'll be a real technical fight, real fun fight. But if he goes inside and tries to fight inside like he always seems to do, he's going to get caught again, I think. So, I think Birchek has a really good chance in this fight. I can't wait.
2: Uh I'll play devil's advocate. I know Birchek's your boy. I'm uh, I know he's a great guy. Uh, I haven't uh, met him, but I'll uh, I'll go with Almeida. He's just like look, he looked phenomenal, man. I think Almeida's been looking Yeah, good. he's definitely going to be the heavy favorite in this fight. Yeah. Either uh, way, it's going to be a scrap.
0: Uh, also Fabio Maldonado versus Corey Anderson. Uh Corey Anderson I love Corey. Uh, he, I was at his fight. He's a black guy, won the Ultimate Fighter. He's, yeah. he's just a beast. Um, he's fighting Fabio, who is almost like becoming like, like a goon. Yeah. Like I mean, but he—I he, got to give the guy credit. He, he guy the guy fights Steepa Miocic on a week notice. He fights Rampage. Mm-hmm. I love that
3: guy. dude very when, undersized. He, with these guys, he gets too. in there,
2: but no, dude, when he the, he just rips dudes in the body. Like mm-hmm. I love the way he fights, and he just lo- he looks like he doesn't look like a fighter. He just looks like your uncle or like. Yeah, I some know, dude, but he, like might, a he a guy who might get
0: some brain damage. Yeah, creeper. I mean, he's getting yeah. he's getting hit by
2: guys like that are just monsters. Oh, he's mm-hmm. punch drunk, but. <laughs> so who do we like in this fight? Uh, I'll go Maldonado, man. I just, yeah, I'm going to go with Fabio as well. He just wades in there and just.
0: I'm going with Corey. I think you guys are high. Uh,
4: <laughs>
0: Gleason Tebow, Abel Trehillo. That is going to be. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, team Killer. Trehillo lost last fight to. Uh, both these guys lost to uh, Tony Ferguson, um, who, who I, I don't know who's fighting next. Tony Ferguson. Uh, fi- well,
3: me and Tony were actually supposed to. We can talk about this later, but we were supposed to mix it up today, and get a little work, because he just got an opponent switch. He was fighting. Um could be the the Russian could be could be he's yet another injury, so yeah. he's out for almost two and a half years. I mean it's been like two and a half years now. But so the, the stepping in is um the phenomenal striker from Brazil. What is his name that has the uh, spinning back heel kick highlight reel. F- um oh I can't think of his name all of a sudden, but one one of the top strikers in the division for sure, if not the top striker in the division. Um so he stepped in. Let me look it up real quick. Um. So yeah, Tony. Tony's got a different matchup, but um, Tony's always game, man. Tony Ferguson.
0: Now, have you sparred with Tony before?
3: Yeah, we've mixed it up because you know we're both 10th Planet brothers, and uh, we've trained here and there at, at Rain as well. So um,
0: yeah. I mean, he's a guy that like
3: uh, Tony Ferguson might be the champ one day. I mean,
0: he's a guy that just it, he's just been uh. He's just been looking amazing. Edson Borboza. Oh, it's a good fight.
3: Yeah, so Tony Ferguson and Edson Barbosa. Uh, it's going to be a, a phenomenal fight, man. You just have to, you know, always be cautious when, Barbosa, when you're fighting Barbosa. Uh, going back to this fight, t and who is it? Trujillo. Trujillo. I feel like t is the, uh, the, the gatekeeper, man. Yes. yeah. I mean, this guy, he's got, I think he's got the, the most fights in the UFC. <laughs> Is he something? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. He's got like forty two. He's got, like, nah, he's got like forty fights all in. Your he's at the something. top
2: of the Reebok tier. Yeah, yeah. He's for, uh, <laughs> for fight bonuses. <laughs> That's where he makes all
3: I, his money, right there. I see. But yeah, he's he's kind of the gatekeeper in my eyes. Uh, he's only
0: thirty two too, which is like amazing. He looks 32? like he, he's sixty. He's, he's yeah. thirty three and eleven. Uh, yeah, he has like Joe Riggs disease. Uh, he, <laughs> he beat Norman Park. Beat on Beat Piotr Hellman, Beat Pat Haley. Lost to Michael Johnson before that. Beat Jamie Varner. Uh, beat Josh Cot- Cholish lost to Evan Dunham beat Trinaldo lost to Khabib beat Dos Anjos in 2011 he did uh, beat Ra- uh, Rafael Oliveira beat Carl Palabino lost to Jim Miller
3: man he's really hit beat, or miss beat he beat Cal he Uno, tough Josh guys. Neer lost
0: to Melvin Gallard beat Stevens B. Clemente lost to but, Jeremy Stevenson, Tyson Griffin going back to 2007.
2: So he
3: goes two and one, two and one, two and one, yeah, basically. Yeah. And he's coming off of a loss, so we could expect maybe a win now, huh? Yeah. It's
2: almost all decisions, though. He's just a grinder dude. Uh
3: I,
0: I, no. Not, not a real uh, a, lot, a lot of lately. It's split decisions, unanimous, unanimous. Although he lost to Ferguson rear naked choke in the first round. Yeah. Um so Abel Trujillo, if he gets you out, I mean he hits like a killer. Yeah. Uh, he's a uh, I think he's Black Zillion, tough dude. He was a guy, a couple fights, I was like, man, this guy is just a a complete monster. He looks like
3: G.I. Joe, kind
0: of. He's just a badass. Uh, But if he he doesn't get him out early, it's going to be
2: interesting.
3: Yeah. This one could go either way for me, but I'm just going to go for, uh, pick Abel in this one.
2: Yeah, you? I got T-Bow by, like, a decision.
3: I'm going uh, Team killer
0: because he's the only. Ever, he 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 got mad at me for roasting him one day. I feel like but,
2: I'm the odd man uh, out like on every fight pick here. <laughs> uh,
0: Clay Guida, Clay Guida against Tiago Tavares. Um, mm. uh, you know Clay. I don't know Clay left Edmund. I thought he was doing pretty well with Edmund as his boxing coach. His last fight, he there was. I think he looked amazing. He's also a guy that you know. What Clay is going to show up? I mean, yeah. literally, the guy that's going to run, the guy that's going to grind, this guy's going to try to box. I, I don't know what, but I, now he's with Team Alpha Male. I think he just joined Team Elevation. He just joined that, that new fight team with uh, T.J. Dillashaw, yeah. Matt
3: Brown, and um, yeah, he's been bouncing around a lot. I guess he's at the kind of you know the the end of his career stage. So he's just trying to, I guess you know. Well, he's thirty three. He's,
0: he's thirty two and fifteen. He beat Robbie Peralta's last fight. Lost to Bermudez fight before. Beat Kawajiri. after the, Before that, lost to Mendez. Uh, Bihioke lost to Gray Maynard, lost to Ben Henderson, beat Anthony Pettis. He's got a win over Anthony Pettis and Dos Anjos, Clay Guida. So technically, uh, he could be the champ. Yeah. Uh, do we like Clay or Tiago Tavares?
3: I'm going to go with, uh, with Clay. I think he's going to tire him down. Tavares, uh, I think his last fight was against one of my blackouts. Uh, Ortega? Yeah, yes. Ortega. That was his last fight. And uh, he came out strong, but Ortega, man, that was such a sick fight, Brian Ortega and, and, and Tavares. But uh, how good is Ortega? He's one of these guys that are just slippery, man. You know what I mean? Like, he just, he shows it. The way he fights, he's just like, he's, he's, he's doing all kinds of crazy shit. And um, he doesn't look like a striker, but he lands stuff. And on the ground, he's, he's a monster. I mean, I think his nickname is T-City tri- for, for, like, Triangle City. He, he pops triangles left and right. Now, when he
0: got busted for steroids, that, he, he took something.
3: It was busted for a year. Yeah, I think he was out for a year, I and mean, this was now, his first fight back. Now,
0: you being a teammate, right? Now, when a guy gets busted for steroids, comes back in the gym, does he have to, like, tell the whole, hey, guys, circle around. I right. got busted for steroids. Or is it just, like, no one talks about it?
3: Well, uh, for him in particular, he doesn't always he's – bla- he's a black house management but uh, I'm not even management at Black House. I just train with Team Black House. But he, he's Black House management. He doesn't really train at Black House that much. So I don't really see him that often. So when he did his thing, he was just, you know, he was off. But, um, yeah, there's been other guys. Let's, let's say for uh, Kevin Casey, for instance, he got busted around the same time. And he manned up. You know, he came in there and he said, you know, look, I fucked up, made a, a poor decision, and, uh, and, and I'm going to learn from it and I'll be off and I'll be
0: now back. What, now, team, now, what do you guys, do you guys boo? <laughs>
3: or, 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 yeah, or, like, we, <laughs> or we're like everybody holds their hand out and then we just look if it's going to be thumb up or thumb down
0: really is that no no no, no, yeah. no, no what happened no, no, <laughs> no kevin casey comes in he says guys you know what I, I i took steroids now you being his training partner is that giving him an extra advantage in, in sparring or like is that because some people say they equate uh steroids to like having a, a loaded uh, you know having their heads their hands
3: loaded so if
0: i'm sparring with someone on steroids and he's punching me am i like what the fuck dude you could have really hurt me
3: i I, you know if anything uh, i i certainly didn't mind because every time that we were like just freaking grinding it out and wrestling or whatever and and i'm thinking like and and you know it's it becomes that 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 test of will it's like all right is he done am i done you know and, and and right when you think you're completely exhausted kenny johnson says all right one more five minute round and you're like what <laughs> anyway whenever we're doing those things and, and 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 hey if he was using steroids back in the day and he was pushing me that hard then then look then i just i got better from oh, so it. you're happy so i you're was happy, happy. You're, you're happy because, you're because look steroids. if i was able to hang with him and and, and he was on something then, then it only it only bettered me but no i for for, for him for instance though so maybe like, you, you know, should like poison him maybe you should like slip steroids in his drink or something yeah right <laughs> just, just, get just, yeah. <laughs> just to make me get better yeah uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna mess up, you know, and you're gonna come and and, and say, look, I fucked up, and uh, you know, I made a poor decision, and I did it on my own, and uh, I'll be back, and I'm gonna be here to train with you guys, and you know, I'm still gonna be around. Then all you can do is respect it. Everybody makes bad decisions. But Kevin Casey comes in, he says, guys, I took steroids.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it. I fucked up. Does anyone else get to get to speak, or is it just like, <laughs> does anyone say you let me down, bro? Or do people just go? I don't give a fuck. Like,
3: yeah, you know, because yeah, it's not a team sport, so it's like, all right, you cool. Just, you know. just flip it. I did it for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I right. want to help you train better. I wanted better. to push you guys harder. Exactly. That's
0: funny about uh, Anderson Silva, guys. I I, I took Viagra, and was <laughs> like, oh, that's weird. That's, that's <laughs> I did it for you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so all right, so then that also uh, our boy Chaz Skelly's fighting and Johnny Case. Is taking. Oh on. yeah, Johnny y- Case.
3: Cabral. I like Johnny Case. Me too. I'm a fan of his. Have you ever trained with him or you know? Uh, we fought together in the RFA, man, and uh, he he was a cool guy i remember him telling me then that you know he was like i'm gonna be in the ufc real soon and and i was kind of like yeah sure man he's very and confident he's That's very true. confident but uh <laughs> i like him yeah he's a good guy man and he's fun to watch i got him in that fight he's a hard worker all those guys left uh alliance like in the middle
0: of the night they went different like oh johnny, he left johnny case left uh, a lot of guys miles jerry left uh they went to Die. they went to arizona oh and, and they and then also but then other guys went somewhere else different like i know uh the the, the dude from the Ultimate Fighter that. Um, he went to Florida. The kid that Bubba Jenkins is fighting, he went to Florida, Black House. So uh, I think like 15 guys left the Lions. We had Phil Davis on the show. We asked him, "Why did everyone get up and run away from your gym?" And he said that it was just too many guys in the room. He said there were like 15, 20 guys in the UFC at pro practice. But they, they go. Some of us know that we have to fight each other. They weren't getting enough personal training. So I don't know. There's all kinds of mm. like. It didn't sound. It sounded a little fishy. Yeah. But. I
3: get it. Like you. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, there's a certain energy when you have a, a packed house all the time, and you're and you're all, and you're always going against top guys. It's a good energy. It's like it's tough, but you want to show up and you want to compete. Um, I don't know if I would ever not be at a gym because it was too many good guys there. I mean, that yeah, seems just kind of well. I mean, ac-
0: according to certain guys, the rumbling that the gym fees were too high. Oh. That like that only that the 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 coaches were only caring about Dominic Cruz or about mm. certain guys that were fighting they weren't caring about like everybody else so i don't know we'll I mean, you never really get the the the, uh, the true story I mean, it's a weird, it's still like, like you like i said it's an individual team sport yeah. so it's uh, it's like
3: you know yeah be be about your team while you're in training but when it comes to the actual competition it's it's only about you so
0: well, listen, uh, this podcast was brought to you by American Icon Autographs, A-I-A-S-E.com, the best sports, liberty, memorabilia, and events, and Tip-A-Fighter. Fighters, listen, uh, I know, uh, oh, this week, Anthony Burchek is with Tip-A-Fighter. So if you like the way he fights, throw him cash. I'm going to throw him some cash. I like Birchek. I like him a lot. Uh, that was our thing. Uh, this week, I will be uh, at the San Diego, the Comedy Palace on Friday and
2: Saturday. Tyler? I'm headlining the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club on Wednesday. Look at you. Yeah? Uh, I got uh, nothing going on this weekend yet, but I'll be hoping to pick up something. Alan, anything? Uh, I'll be chilling, man.
3: You'll be chilling? When are you going to Thailand? I leave for Thailand on Monday, man, so I'll Whoa. be there for about three weeks. You going with your wife? Me, my wife, my son, and uh, we're going to go...
0: Who? Now who's, who's? Are you staying at a hotel or...
3: Oh, uh, she she has a uh, family over there. we was gonna say with family, like a hut up. or like, it's, yeah, it's pretty much a little hut, but there's like a little smoke pit, fish, <laughs> <laughs> stuff. <laughs> really? Oh, oh. it's like Freaking a big mansion. Dude. Is it a mansion? Yeah. for yeah, real? we live we live in the lavish lifestyle in Thailand. Nice. No, we're gonna go tr- you know train, go to the, you know Pee Islands, go to go to Phuket, wherever, doing travel, do, uh, do some uh, Muay Thai, probably a Fairtex, and then. Uh, go swim with some elephants, you know, do, do That's all amazing. the crazy amazing. I always thought it was stuff. called
0: Fuck It. I was pronouncing Fuck It. It's Pook It. Yeah. For like oh, years, yeah. I was yeah. saying Fuck It.
3: Fuck It. Yeah. Pook
0: It. I thought Fuck It was way cooler. Uh, so, so this week, we have Jade Bryce on the show on Thursday, uh, as well as MVP, Michael Venom Page. Couldn't make it today, oh. uh, but he will be there. What do you think about Michael Venom Page?
3: Man, I, when I saw that he was on the show, I was curious to hear from him. Man, um, I mean, I know, I know what a conversation with him would probably go like because he's very confident. <laughs> you know, he'll be like, sussing <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, he's a confident guy. But I'm curious about him, man, because you can't deny the talent. You can't deny the ability. He's got talent. He's got technique. He's got ability. But he hadn't, he hadn't, you know. I just want to see him fight like a high caliber guy. A because you know, he's been kind of thrown. Like- you know, some low-caliber strikers are like...
0: Well, I didn't realize he was, uh, shape, he was... was. Really. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> fighting guys that aren't in Bellator. They're bringing him up for the fight and then setting him back down. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but at the same time, I was researching him last night because I was told he was coming on the show tonight. Uh, I didn't realize his his parents are both black belts. Oh, okay. He has three brothers. They're all black belts. A sister who's a black belt. He's been fighting since he was three. Uh, 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 they, he, he was a kickboxing champion. There were some nights, there was one fight, he would fight in tournaments in three different weight classes in the tournament and win all three weight classes, which I'd be pissed off. Like, you can't just win your own tournament. So there was a tournament, one time he fought 21 times in one night because he won all three, uh, which I don't even know. Who's letting that happen? Uh, At a wrestling tournament, you can't have one kid beat everybody. (laughs) But
3: so this dude, like, legit, like... Has been doing this for a long time. Yeah, he's he's yeah. mastered his style, man. He's really good at it, and he's got the length and athleticism, and and that, like that 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 youth about him. He's got that. that but I do want to see him versus Ben Askren. Uh,
0: I, I want to see him. There's a lot of 170 pounders that I would well, like. Not,
3: to see. I, I don't even think like it has to go as extreme as Ben Askren, but just you know a legitimate guy who's you know, you know can knock you out on the feet, or you know didn't even you know maybe wrestled in high school or just something like that. A lot of the guys that I've seen him fight were. Uh, there was one guy that I saw that was that was okay, but other than that, it was quite a few guys that looked like they were just right off the couch. <laughs> they, yeah,
0: they were. They were part of the Explode Fighting Championship.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I want to see him versus. I want to see him versus Stephen Thompson, uh, the Wonder Boy. That would
3: wow. How, does that how, be yeah. No, I mean he's in the UFC, UFC. guy's
0: yeah, in Bellator. But how cool would that be? Yeah. That would that would be pretty. Although he has Barbara Gustafson. I, I mean, so I got all these questions for Thursday. Tune into Michael Venom Page on Thursday. Thank you, CJ from Bellator, for hooking that up and uh, take care guys thank you so much and have a great week